and welcome into Crawford Stadium here on the campus of North Penn High School for the opening weekend of football on the high school circuit. Football is back and the LaSalle Explorers are ready to take the field at home, although it doesn't seem as such. This is a home game for the Explorers, although they're playing at North Penn High School. Bob Long, Chris Carabello alongside the eight and three Explorers of last year have lost some pieces, but they're ready to come back with a new quarterback in Chris Ferguson, some new names and faces in the backfield, and North Penn looking to defend their home turf this evening, ready for the kickoff. The biggest news uh, for the Explorers is a new coach. So we're a new era of football here at LaSalle with Coach John Steinmetz replacing Drew Gordon. First kick, very short. Explorers return it out to the 30-yard line, about the 31, where Chris Ferguson will take over in a new regime at quarterback. Chris LaSalle has played North Penn seven times in the last five years, including five straight years to open it. LaSalle has won all five of those games, and in a lot of those cases, it's been a new quarterback that has really had the chance to make his stamp on earlier on this program, and tonight that guy is Chris Ferguson at 6'4", towering over a big offensive line. Big opportunity for him tonight. Ferguson hands it up the middle. Patton with the handoff, a four-yard gain as he goes in between the tackles to the 35. And in addition to Chris Ferguson, we've got Cy Madden, a transfer from Springside Cheston Hill Academy, a junior, um, with his first carry as a LaSalle Explorer. Second play here, second and six on the 35-yard line. Explorers dressed in their blue tops, gold pants with the gold helmets to boot. Starting in shotgun is number 17, Chris Ferguson. Madden alongside in the backfield. Swings it outside. Madden makes one man miss. Gets up to the 38 as he collapses towards the outside. Is down inbounds at the 38. Explorers get three there. And it'll be third and looks like three yards to go with under 11 minutes to play here in the first quarter. Yeah, Chris Ferguson's come out party for tonight uh, a few years ago. I mean, last year it was uh, two years ago. It was Kyle Shermer, uh, Chris Kane. And then in the very first time that we played North Penn, it was Matt McGarrity. So uh, the coming out party for an Explorer quarterback, not uncommon here at Crawford Stadium. Once again, Ferguson in the shotgun. Takes the handoff, now gives it. Madden bounces it outside, has some room. Eubanks blocking on the outside. A flag will be thrown as the run ends up at the 50-yard line. Eubanks had his hands outside the shoulder pads of the defensive back for North Penn, almost certainly a hold, which will negate approximately a 15-yard run. Yeah, holding on the Explorers, Winston Eubanks uh, had the shoulder pads of the North Penn defender, and that will negate the first down run by uh, Cy Madden. 10.28 to go. The first series here for the Explorers, we've seen three handoffs to Madden, and Madden has shown an affinity to bounce the ball outside. Now, with this being a spot foul, the hold occurred at the 49-yard line, and it'll bring the Explorers back to the 39, third and one, and would not be surprised, Chris, to see them go up the middle with Madden here. Ferguson looks over to Coach Steinmetz, who barks out the signals and now addresses the huddle. North Penn in their light blue, Carolina blue if you will, tops and bottoms with the navy blue helmets. Four across at the line, two linebacks behind. Four receivers set for the Explorers. Handed up the middle to Madden, hit in the backfield and wrapped up 
as the Knights provide further penetration. The Explorers on their first drive go three and out and will have to punt. Yeah, and North Penn saw that coming. Uh, they had run four consecutive times to Cy Madden and North Penn. They were prepared that time. They penetrated and stopped them for a loss. Explorers sent trips out to the far side. They had Eubanks on the near side, but North Penn not fooled. Now the punt. Mike Razik. A good one. End over end, and a fair catch will be called at the 26-yard line. That was Mike Razik, the 6'5", 200-pound senior punter. And North Penn will have their first opportunity with 9.21 to play here in the first quarter at their own 26-yard line. Razik in his second year punting for the Explorers. He actually replaces his brother, who had replaced longtime punter Ryan Winslow, now at, uh, at Pitt. Key guys for the Knights here, Reese Udinski, a 6'4 junior. He is the quarterback. And the running backs in the backfield, Knifefeast West, a 5'10", 190 senior. He's number four. And he will get the first give. Explorers in the backfield all over it. This will be a loss of three yards. Yeah, Nyfeast West on the carry, and he's brought down um, by Jared Walls. Walls will be a guy that will play both ways today here, Chris, and you'll see the same from the backfield out of North Penn as well. Both Nyfeast West and Justin Osipovich, number 30, will play defensive back for the Knights, and certainly for the Explorers, you'll see both Nick Ranella and Cy Madden. Jared Walls in the strong safety position. Another one up the middle, no gain this time as well. The Explorers showing their defensive prowess in the offensive line for North Penn has not been able to keep the Explorers out on two plays thus far. Chris, yeah. one of the big opportunities I think for LaSalle in this game, they out pound per guy on the defensive line the North Penn offensive line, which you'd expect the offensive line to be bigger. The LaSalle offensive line is bigger by 45 pounds per guy and they're getting that penetration. Yeah, and certainly on the defensive line, they have about a 20-pound difference per guy. Third and 15, 8.07 to play. Udinski in the shotgun, three-strap dot, brings it through. A pass over the middle. It's intercepted by the Explorers. Number 44. Make that 14, and that is the first Jones sighting. Isaiah, Isaiah Jones. Jones. The transfer from Germantown Academy, a sophomore, an interception on his first defensive possession. He got up there in the air to pull that one down. He did, right at the NP logo at the 50-yard line. And, Chris, this was a guy that we talked about pregame. We did not see on the listed starting roster uh, in terms of the starting lineups, but he has come in and, in a big way, made an impact in the first defensive series. 7.58 to play, first quarter, Explorers and Knights tied. Still scoreless, Chris Ferguson back out for his second series, has yet to throw a ball to this point. Ferguson fakes the handoff to Madden, now we'll go over the middle, the catch made by Eubanks, and he is taken down at the 33 yard line. That was a nice pass by Chris Ferguson, and Winston Eubanks went right over the middle with little hesitation, brought that pass down for a big first down. Hit him right in stride, and you can see the impact Madden has on this defense. A hole up the middle, Winston Eubanks, a nice clean route to get to that spot. Ball spotted in the middle of the field, 33-yard line clock running, 7.37 to play. Yeah, we talked earlier, this is a new regime for the Explorers. We have Coach John Steinmetz. We have a new offense coordinator, though, as well. Um, 
for years. Drew, um, Drew Gordon and his son Brett ran the offense. Now Ryan Doyle from Episcopal Academy is the offensive coordinator. In motion, Jones. Jones gets the pitch and goes down three yards. Make that six yards to the 27-yard line. Cut it up the middle, a little bit of a shovel pass, if you will, Chris. And we talked about it as well. We talked about Jones on the defense. Just opportunities to get playmakers in space. Doesn't really have a defined position. Can run the Wildcat, can be in the slot, can certainly play some wide receiver. But just to get your playmakers in space, and you see LaSalle do that already, second and four here. Yeah, only a sophomore, but a tremendous athlete. Maybe one of the better athletes on the field. And we saw him in, on defense, and now the Explorers quickly put him in offense. Jones in motion. Ferguson in the shotgun. Madden falls into blocking coverage. Ferguson tucks and runs, gets through, and is tackled inside the 25-yard line. Just about the 24. That will be close, perhaps a yard or two short, Chris. And that's the biggest difference between um, Chris Ferguson and Kyle Sharmer. Kyle Sharmer last year was not a very mobile quarterback, about the same size. Each of them about 6'4", 220 pounds. But, um, but Ferguson is a lot more mobile, not afraid to run, comfortable running with the ball. Third and a long one, 6.04 to play and counting in the first quarter. LaSalle Explorers playing the North Penn Knights for the fifth consecutive year on the opening night of festivities here on the high school circuit. They break the huddle, Chris Ferguson in the shotgun. Madden to the right, gets the handoff, breaks a tackle, he'll go all the way, ball in the air, drops it in the end zone, teammates mob him for a touchdown, and Madden has put the Explorers on the board, six nothing. Yeah, that was a great that was a great block by the offensive line. Uh, center Jimmy Morrissey. They created a hole right on the left side. Cy Madden found it, and he was gone. No one even touched him. Chris, you had the four, the first four tackles and an offensive lineman to the right, push right. You had the left guard, the left tackle, I should say, push out to the left, and you're right. That's exactly what created that hole for Madden, who showed what he could do, took it in for the touchdown. And that was a great call, play call by the Explorers. Extra point, up and good. Matt Savage puts it through, and the Explorers have a 7-0 lead with 5.39 to go in the first quarter. And Chris, we've seen limited opportunities for Ferguson at this point, but he made a very nice toss over the middle for 17 yards, and then took the ball, tucked it, and ran, got two or three yards when the team did not have anything downfield. Your thoughts on his performance in limited action so far? Well, here's someone that didn't see much action last year. Most of it was in mop-up opportunities, and the Explorers didn't have a lot of those games. Um, he basically had the clipboard and uh, baseball cap for two years under Kyle Shermer, and uh, I think he learned a lot. Uh, different offense, different, co uh, different coaching regime, uh, and this is his year. This is his team, and uh, from what we saw here on that drive, I think he's taken it to heart, and uh, he's prepared to lead the Explorers. The Explorers now will kick off from left to right on your radio dial. North Penn with two back deep. Deion Robinson will be an involved wide receiver for North Penn in today's game. He will also be returning this kick on the near side of the field. Savage will kick off. Comes from a family of kickers. His brother was a kicker on the 2000 uh, Philadelphia Catholic League Championship team. Um, went on to Penn State. Um, 
His younger brother, Matt, here is uh, in his second year kicking for the Explorers. Savage with a low kick. Towards the near side, it'll be Robinson, who feels at the 10, comes to the outside towards the sideline, has some blocking, gets up past the 35, breaks a tackle past the 45, and down at the 50-yard line. Just what the doctor ordered for North Penn. They will start it just inside LaSalle Explorer territory. A tackle on the play there by Brendan Meeks. Um, actually, Ryan Savage had to get in on the tackle as well. That was a big, uh, a lot of broken tackles, a lot of broken, big broken play there. And North Penn will start on the 50-yard line. Just where the Explorers started on their last offensive drive, we saw what they did. They went down for a touchdown. First play, play action, Udinsky. Screen pass, a nice one-handed play. It's going to be for no gain, but what a play over there. Nick Isabella on the reception there. Isabella, you'll see him out of the backfield. He's a fullbacker. You'll see him uh, possibly on the linebacker side of the ball on defense as well. Quite a play, very nimble. Second and 10, under five minutes to play and counting in the first quarter. Reese Udinsky, under center, I formation. West will come into motion. Now he'll line up as a wide receiver. Isabella, handed out the middle, breaks one tackle. Gets down to the 46-yard line before being wrestled down by three explorers. And it will be third and six. Isaiah Jones on the tackle there. Isaiah Jones gets right in on the tackle. He's a big kid. Not only is he quick, but he's 6'1", 6'2". Third and mid-yard distance for North Penn. This is always a big distance, Chris, in high school football. An opportunity here to get your defense a little more rest and an opportunity to get yourself into field goal range. You think that this might be fourth, uh, four down four territory, down territory as well. Although, albeit early, but if you cut this in half. Shotgun, steps up in the pocket, throws it on the run, it's short, incomplete. Intended for Justin Ostapovich and the Explorers have forced a fourth down. And the Explorers put tremendous pressure on Udinsky there. He barely got that off, and what he did was not much of a throw. Explorers head into their punt coverage. They'll send back special teams kicker Isabella. You see Isabella doing a lot of things here. And Catching Rene balls, running balls, and now punting as well. An opportunity here, depending on the yardage here, they may think about going with this with the athleticism of Isabella. And you have that he kicks it off the side of the foot and takes a bounce straight in the air for the Explorers at the 25-yard line where it will lay to rest. Only a 20-yard punt from Isabella, and the Explorers will take over at the 25. 3.49 to play, first quarter. Explorers leading 7 to nothing. They scored a touchdown on their second drive. Isaiah Jones with the interception to set them up right at midfield. And it was a lot of Ferguson and Madden from there with Winston Eubanks thrown in in the mix as well. Explorers back on the field. Eubanks lined up to the outside. You got Nick Rinello in the slot. Ferguson has trouble with the snap, picks it up, throws it short. Incomplete, was looking for Nick Rinella. That, I don't know, Chris, if he ever really got a good grip on that after dropping it. No, because it wasn't a very well-thrown ball, and it seemed as if he didn't have a grip on it at all. 
Clock stopped at 3.44 to play. Second and 10. Explorers going left to right on your radio dial. And we've seen a couple times now, Chris, as we see Charles Heaton, his 5'8 senior come outside. It'll be Nyfeast West, the main outside corner for North Penn. He'll do a lot of things on offense, but he will be a difference maker on defense as well. The handoff comes to Madden, sneaks his way for about two yards. It'll be third and eight from the 27-yard line. 3.34 to play first quarter. It's be another good test for Ferguson because I'm really certain he's going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, this is an interesting feeling out part of the game here, Chris. 3.20 to play first quarter. We've seen a, a poor punt by Isabella and an opportunity here for the Explorers that do have a good special teams, not to play conservative, but a little bit of field position with the dominance that their defensive line has had as well. See what they do. They do indeed stay conservative, hand it up the middle, bounces off a tackle, sneaks through. He will be about two yards Hard short. short. Yeah, he's just short. But that's kind of what I was getting at, Chris. That doesn't surprise me, the conservative call here. One, you do have that playmaker in the backfield, and you do see that if this is going to be a field position game uh, and a game played between the offensive and defensive lines, LaSalle has a decided advantage there. Razik. Low kick, but it'll get a nice bounce as he Kicks it past the 35, down to the 25, and it'll lay to rest at about the 24-yard line. Pretty good punt there. Didn't look particularly beautiful off the foot, but it does the job and reverses field position well for the Explorer defense. Yeah, it wasn't a beautiful punt, but it got the right kind of bounce, and that's all that matters. Explorers were able to down it inside the 25-yard line. Reese Udinski back out to lead the offense for North Penn. Udinski is 6'4", towering presence, only 170. You compare that to what the Explorers put back there, a quarterback 6'4", for Chris Ferguson. He's a solid 225. That's yeah, 50 uh, that's pounds, pounds on him. Yeah. On them. Yeah, absolutely. 222 to play. However, if you can sling it, doesn't matter your weight. Let's see what Udinski can do here as they line up in the I formation. Play action. Comes to the outside, near side, hits number eight, and he'll dart out of bounds for a first down. Ricky Johns, first sighting out of him, a 6'4 junior. And Isaiah Jones on the tackle. And you saw the outside receiver, Chris. He cleared space on the near side by going out more than 10 yards, and then you saw Johns cut right underneath a good play call to get Udinski out on the move and give him an easy target. North Penn picks up their first down. Two minutes and 16 seconds left in the first quarter. Now single back formation. Hand off, off to Ospitopovich. He breaks it outside, gets about five, then breaks another tackle, and will be sat down about right there. That might be a six yard gain out of Ostapovich. A good second effort there to get that extra yard. Second and four coming up for the Knights. It's two plays in a row that North been successful. First on a play action pass, second on a, they took the ball outside. I think they, they've been unsuccessful running it at the Explorers or letting the Explorers run at them. Ostapovich will be in the backfield once again. Ricky Johns out wide to the far side. Hand off to Ostapovich in the backfield. Three Explorers all over him. 
And LB that was Garrett down. Zobel penetrating and pulling down Ostapovich. Zobel with the initial contact and a bunch of his brothers there uh, to make the tackle with him after the initial contact. It'll be third and six once again, maybe about a half yard loss. 112 to play in counting first quarter. North Penn at their own 39-yard line, trailing 7-0, going right to left on your radio dial. It'll be Udinsky in the shotgun, Ostapovich off the line to his left. Three-receiver set. He'll come to the far side, and the catch will be made at the 48-yard line. Ostapovich able to head outside. A nice cut move towards the sideline and was able to beat the defensive back of the Explorers. Second first down of the game here for North Penn, and we are under a minute to play in the first quarter. LaSalle leading 7-0. It was a nice little 10-yard pickup, and the Knights get their second first down. From the 48-yard line, Udinsky under center. One receiver out wide, that's Ricky Johns. Fakes the handoff, now comes inside. A good move. Wrapped up by the Explorers about five yards downfield. That's Isaiah Jones on the tackle. Deion Robinson came from about a slot position and, and came right across, very similar to what we saw with Jones earlier. Not exactly the shovel pass, but the handoff coming straight across as he was in motion. Gives the Knights a second and six opportunity from the 47-yard line. Twenty seconds to play and counting in the first quarter. The Knights now in LaSalle territory for the first time this evening. I formation, Ricky Johns out wide. Play action. Udinsky throws it. He's looking for Johns. He's got a step, and it's knocked right into his hands. Can you believe it? He knocked it straight up into the air, and the prone body of Ricky Johns was lying on the ground as the ball fell helplessly into his arms. All the way down to the 16-yard line. That's a 30-yard pass. Anything but conventional, Chris, but it'll do. Nick Ranella did an incredible job of getting his hands on that, knocking the ball away. Unfortunately, it went straight up and into the hands of the receiver. Ricky Johns was lying prone on the field. And oh, look at this. Oh, what landed in my arms. That ball had to go about 10, 15 feet up in the air, Chris, before I'm not even sure he knew it was above him. How about that? What a play. And one foot in either direction, and he doesn't catch that. That's the end of the first quarter. After one quarter of play, Explorers lead 7-0. We'll take a quick break. Come back for the second quarter. You're listening to LaSalle College High School football right here on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 
610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Back for the second quarter here at Crawford Stadium at North Penn High School. The first quarter ended with a flare. Ricky Johns, as he was lying prone on the field, ball lands right in his hands after the play by Ranella to seemingly knock it away. And now an opportunity for the, the North Penn Knights. Roll out. Udinsky comes to the outside and will lunge forward at about the 10-yard line. Yeah, Corbin Mealy on the tackle, penetrated into the backfield, brought down Udinsky. Called a six-yard gain, second and four now from the 10-yard line. And a big opportunity for the Knights here to even the score. <laughs> Clock running under 11.30. We play 12-minute quarters in high school football. North Penn now going left to right on your radio dial as we change directions. And now the outside toss. Opportunity to get to the outside. One tackle missed towards the pylon. Knife East West does not quite get there. He'll be about three yards away, but he was digging and fighting and trying all at the same time to keep his feet in bounds. First down for the Knights inside the five. Yeah, first and goal from the two. Now the play comes in from the sideline. Udinsky into the huddle. Substitution for the Explorers. Corbin Melli comes out. Send an extra linebacker in for the goal line formation. Hand off, up the middle, towards the pylon. No signal yet, now we have a signal. It's a touchdown. Nyfees West. Put six on the board for North Penn, and they have responded early here in the second quarter. Now it'll be the place kicker, Brett Beeler, 5'9", senior, in to attempt the extra point. Beeler, a lefty kicker. Setter looks in, gets the nod from Beeler. Snap, bad hold, unable to do it, and unable to get it and thrown away harmlessly as the Explorers pounce on that initial miscue. Yeah, it was a bad snap. He was never able to get a hold of it or get it down. Um, Mitch Gilbert, the backup quarterback, is the holder and was unable to come up with it, so the Explorers do retain a one-point lead. He kind of threw the ball for grabs in the corner, hopes that someone would be there and uh, to no avail. So, Certainly there was no one peeling off the line, Chris, as, uh, no. as there was no play drawn up beforehand. So the Explorers do escape uh, at least the equalization of the game. But North Penn, Chris, an impressive drive. Yes, a play that definitely went their way, but 
took advantage, and you're seeing Knife East West, what he can do when he bounces the ball to the outside as a running back. And I think that play took a little of the wind out of the Explorers' sail. I think they were playing well. They had uh, Ranella had defended that play well. The ball was underthrown a little bit. Ranella got up in the air and made sure that the that they there wasn't a catch made. And don't you know that if the ball only could have fallen one place and it was into the uh, receiver's hands. Now for the Explorers returning again, right to left on your radio dial. The Charles Heaton is back along with Nick Ranella. The kickoff will come, as it does in high school, from the opposing 40-yard line. Brett Beeler, two steps, kicks it very, very short. Caught at about the 25-yard line, brought up another 10, close to 15 yards before wrestled down at the 38-yard line. Yeah, Corbin Mealy on the return. Uh, it was a short kick, intended that way. They never were going to kick it deep to either Heaton or to Ranella. But good field uh, position once again here for the Explorers. 10.31 to play second quarter. LaSalle leading six, uh, seven to six, I should say, at a rare home game on the road at Crawford Stadium at North Penn High School. Now once again, we will see Chris Ferguson. Ferguson, five wide receiver set in the shotgun. Empty backfield. Takes the snap. Looks far side, throws far side, low, nearly intercepted. Ricky Johns made a diving attempt. That throw well short of the intended receiver. Second and 10 from the 38-yard line. Yeah, it looked as almost there were mixed signals. Uh, the, the, the pattern that uh, Ferguson threw to was not the pattern that the receiver was running. And uh, that ball hit the ground. Number 84, Peter Nelson in the slot. Winston Eubanks out wide to the near side. In motion, here's trainer number 85. Handed off to Madden, not gonna get anywhere. Big stop by the North Penn defense there. That was a big tackle. About a four yard loss. Liam Trainer headed a little bit too far downfield. There were guys to be blocked at the line of scrimmage. And with the lack of a block there, three of them pounced through and Madden had no chance. There's a flag on the play, holding on the Explorers. It looks like North Penn will decline the penalty. I don't blame them. It's about a five-yard loss, so it will be second and 15. Would have been a 10-yard penalty, but would not certainly have lost the down. So first and 20 versus second and 15. Third and, third and 15. Oh, third and 15, absolutely right. So third and 15 versus second and 20. And Coach Beck decides, let's give him the third and long. Trips receivers out wide to the right. Shotgun. Here comes a screen opportunity. Lots of blocking for Madden. Gets to the outside. Up to the 45. To the 50. Cuts inside. It's a foot race. To the 20. To the 15 where he's dragged down. But Chris, long before it came a foot race, it was a few key moves at the 40-yard line of the LaSalle Explorers where he bounced it outside, and then at the 50-yard line where he cut it inside. Defenders could not get a hand on him, and Madden shows his speed and the opportunity that he provides and presents on any given play. Had it not been just for Justin Ostapovich, Madden would have had his second score of the evening. 
Now an option. Ferguson keeps it. He'll be dragged down for about a loss of four. Second and 14. Under 10 minutes to play in the second quarter. LaSalle holding a 7-6 lead over North Penn. As much as that was probably a design play, it looked like a broken play. It just, it, it just didn't go right, and it didn't fool anybody. North Penn was right there and brought Ferguson right down. And the defensive lineman for North Penn, got to give him a lot of credit there. He shot the gap and was stayed in position. A lot of times you want to crash the running back there if you're a defensive line. It's, it's very intuitive to do that, but he knew that he had the protection inside. He needed to stay with the quarterback, and that really didn't give either of them anywhere to go. Well defended by the Knights. Second and 13, only a three-yard loss, and the LaSalle Explorers will take a timeout as the play clock was running down. 9-14 to play, 7-6 the Explorers lead against North Penn. Chris, what are your thoughts? An opportunity to rebound. Third and 15, almost gave the ball right back. Uh, that play by Sayer Madden. Well, I, I think some of the younger players, some of the newer players have certainly been impressive. Obviously, Cy Madden has played very well. Um, clearly showed his speed and his, uh, his playmaking ability. Isaiah Jones has played well on both defense and offense and where we've seen him. And um, Chris Fergan, it's not quite the coming out party that some of his, uh, prede uh, his predecessors have had, but he's played solid. We'll see how this goes as, um, you know, as the next three quarters un you know, unfold. Um, but he's certainly he's doing a good job back there has not made any mistakes and has thrown a couple very nice balls as well. Now in the shotgun, Eubanks out wide to the near side, two receivers out wide to the far side. Bar near, ball near the far hash, Ferguson in the shotgun. Madden, handoff to the inside, not a lot of room. Give him a yard maybe. And the Knights are clogging up the middle right now daring Chris Ferguson to throw the football. We'll see if they will do that on about third and third and 13, we'll say. Explorers at the 17-yard line. This would be a 34-yard field goal if uh, an opportunity if no more yards were gained here. Chris, do you think that's something they would attempt at this point in the game? I'm not sure. It's early in the season. Um, Savage does have a nice leg, but I don't know if it's that nice. Third and 13 then. Yards to progress in order to get in field goal range. Certainly an opportunity for a first down as well. Hand off to the inside. Madden pulled down right at the line of scrimmage. And Chris, we will see what decision they make. They're gonna Looks like they're sending him out. Yeah. Ferguson off the field, Eubanks off the field, Jones off the field, and in comes the place kicker for the Explorers. Number six, Matt Savage. Well, the ball is positioned in the middle of the field, so it's a straight on kick. Looks like a 32 yard, 33 yard attempt. That's about right. Close to 34 even. Hold is down, the kick is up. It's got enough leg, and it it's is good. good. A line drive kick from Matt Savage, and he is one for one on the year. And Chris, Certainly didn't have a lot of height, but he had the distance. Nope, absolutely. Plenty of distance and uh, a good confidence boost, like you said, early in the year. The Explorers now lead 10-6 over North Penn, 7.53 to play second quarter. I think it was important that they get points out of that drive. Come back after the North Penn score and to get points. Um, 
and certainly don't want to overstate it, but it was third and 15 on their first series out of the, the scoring drive for North Penn, and they were about to give the ball right back. Cy Madden took things into his own hands, made two very nice moves en route to uh, about a 50-yard run. Travel to 7.53 to play. Explorers set to kick off from the 40-yard line. So Dion Robinson and Brandon Kennedy are deep for the Knights. Savage to kick off for the Explorers. Actually looks to be the other 30. Justin Ostapovich back there who will retrieve it at the goal line. Nice kick there from the Explorers. Brings it out to the 15. Has room at the 20. Cuts it upfield and is taken down at the 24-yard line. Good recovery by the Explorers. Looks like he might have had a lane to the far side. And the Explorers brought him down. That was a nice kick by Matt Savage. He kicked it to the goal line. Haven't, certainly have not seen that from either side today. It's a humid evening. The air's a little thick, but still, neither neither uh, kicker has uh, put the ball near the end zone. That's the first time tonight, and Savage got it right to the end zone. Ostapovich brings it out um, just up to about the 25-yard line. You mentioned humid, but also not a lot of wind tonight. Very, very heated night. 7.46 to play, and it'll be Reese Udinsky under center. A receiver out wide, one in the slot. And in the backfield is number four, Nyfees West, who takes the carry. The pitch to the outside, he gets out to about the 30-yard line. About a five, six-yard gain by Nyfees West. They will spot him just shy of the 30 at the 29. That was Isaiah Jones on the tackle. Udinsky over to the sideline, gets the play, and now back into the huddle. Claps his hands. Team members disperse. And we have whistles here before may have an issue with the play clock. And it was the far line judge who saw it, blew the play dead, and now is informing the head man who is coming over for uh, what appears to be an explanation he's giving to the North Penn coaching staff. And they're going to ask that the play clock be reset. The play clock will be reset to 7.30. Actually, yeah, the game clock. Okay, so the play clock was fine. Game so clock game must clock. have kept running when, uh, when it was not supposed to. Certainly, we had our, our four eyes on the field here, Chris, but clock was running in the background. So back to 7.30. Clock stopped. Snap. Play action fake, rolls out to the near side, to his right side, and the pass is caught at the 41-yard line by Ricky Johns. That was a nice pass by Reese Yudisky. And Johns got, got open. Um, he was covered by Jared Walls and Isaiah Jones, but managed to get, a, to get open and have a 13-yard gain. Chris, you're starting to see the offensive game plan for North Penn right now. They like to roll Yudinsky out 
A little not surprising per se, but he does have that 6-4 frame, can see over the line. A lot of times you'll roll out some smaller quarterbacks, but Udinsky very comfortable throwing on the run. Now another play action fake. He'll come to the outside. Ricky Johns, it's over his head, but right there, step for step in coverage. Yeah, Ranella. Yeah, Ranella was on the coverage there. 6.59 to play. Second and 10 from the 41-yard line of the Knights. Looking once again to advance into Explorer territory and get a first down. Into the game now, 22, Nicholas Dillon, a 5'7 junior running back. Shotgun, nobody in the backfield. Cut across the middle. Caught, made by West, but that'll be all after about four yards. Explorers were sitting back in coverage. Yeah, Zone uh, coverage there, and the inside linebacker made the play. Austin Lemke hit him right away. Very little gain on the play. I like the idea there, Chris, to go to zone coverage there. Switch up the looks a little bit. We haven't seen Udinsky's ability to throw the ball uh, necessarily deep and on the money. We see him under throw one and there recently overthrow one. So to go into zone coverage for that play, especially as they got four receivers out wide, was effective for the Explorers. Now third and six, 620 and counting. To the outside, West not ready for it as he curled to the outside. Ball was overthrown. He was at about the 48. He would have had to have made a move to get past the 51, or so I should say the opposing 49 anyway, but uh, the throw a little too hot, Chris. No, Ranella was right there for it. He had given him a little space, but wasn't going to give him enough room to get that first down. So the coverage was very solid by Nick Ranella, who's now dropped back to receive the punt. He and Isaiah, Ranella and Isaiah Jones are deep for this punt. 6-16 to play, fourth and six from the Knights' own 45-yard line. Nick Isabella set to attempt his second punt of the game. The first one, only about 20 yards. This one a little better. Not a lot of spin. And it takes a sideways bounce inside the 20-yard line. Will be downed at the 18. And the Explorers will take over from there with 6.06 to play. And Chris, now it's time for our City Year Philadelphia question of the night. Be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Bob Long Sports and certainly at LaSalle Sports as well. And if you get this question right, we'll announce it in the fourth quarter. You have an opportunity to win some great merchandise from the LaSalle Explorers bookstore. Chris, Penn State and Temple will play in what's becoming a pretty nice rivalry here. They play every couple years, but Penn State has been on the winning end for quite some time. The last loss by Penn State was 1941 against Temple. The trivia question tonight is how many coaches, head coaches, not interim, Full-time head coaches have the Nittany Lions had since the year 1941. How many head coaches since 1941? And we will have a false start. Isaiah Jones was in the backfield in the as a Wildcat for the first time tonight, and you saw some of the confusion that went along with that. It'll be a five-yard penalty. First and 15, that is a kink, Chris, that will need to be worked out throughout the season, but once it does, I think we both talked about it before the game, what this kid, Isaiah Jones, could produce for this team. Yeah, that's an effective position for him, and certainly um, teams are going to have to take that seriously. When he steps back there, he can run. He can throw the ball, too. So, again, our, our trivia question once again, the City Year Philadelphia trivia question of the night. How many head coaches, not interim, have has the Penn State Nittany Lions football program had 
since 1941, the last time Temple beat the Nittany Lions. Once again, Isaiah Jones in the backfield, Ranella in motion. And zone read for Fort number 14, Isaiah Jones. He pulled it at the last second, ran it up the middle. And I think what you're seeing, Chris, early here is uh, Jones is having a little bit of trouble reading the linebackers early on. And the, um, I'm not sure this is a, a true wildcat because Chris Ferguson is not in the game. So he's come, in to play, he's come into the backfield to play quarterback. Show. Still could be considered as such. I mean, until he throws a, until he throws a ball, um, which he hasn't shown any intention to yet, certainly could still be considered a Wildcat. Second and 11. He gained four there, which uh, was kind of deceptive. 5-19 to play from the Explorers. Own 18-yard line, pitch to the outside. Nice play to be made there. Almost was dropped, and it was Madden getting about three, four yards there. That could have been trouble there, Chris. Yeah, that was a little bit of a weak pitch, and Justin Ostapovich makes a nice tackle there. Gain of two. So yes, to answer that trivia question, Explorers moving quickly, so tough to get it in here. If to answer that trivia question, tweet at Bob Long Sports and at LaSalle Sports, and we will pick a winner based on those who get, you gotta get the answer right, but we'll pick a winner based on those who get the answer right in the fourth quarter. 39 from the 20 yard line. Once again, it'll be Isaiah Jones. Madden a couple steps behind him. Nick Rinello to the outside, Eubanks to the other outside. And a flag comes in. A delay of game against Isaiah Jones. Unable to get the snap off in time and Chris uh, this is what the first game is all about. I mean, these guys do not get preseason like the NFL teams do, but you're seeing early on here some of the challenges and timing issues that are coming with putting a new head man under center here for, for this series. Yeah, the, uh, Explorers, the Explorers call timeout. They're second. So after a little bit of discussion from the officials. But you have a new coach. You have a new offensive coordinator. You have a new quarterback. Now you've, brought in a, now you've brought in a running back, a sophomore, into the Wildcat. Right. There's a lot of, as you said, a lot of these things are going to have to get worked out. And, well, it's only Labor Day weekend. That's right. That is so true. Now, what are you doing here on third and 10 from the 20-yard line? 422 to go in the second quarter. There's a lot to be said for learning at this point. Yes, it's a non-league game, but also a big, big point in this game. I mean, if a mistake is made here, it could turn the tide, especially just before halftime. And I'm not sure that you don't put Ferguson back in the game right, here. Right. I mean, I think that this was is a, the question. I huh? think this is a throwing situation. No, I'm going to disagree with that. I think it's a running situation, but I think it's a Ferguson handoff to Madden situation. Yep. I don't know if you want to make a mistake right here. They are walking off the penalty. It was a five-yard delay a game, and Ferguson is back in the game. So they call the delay of game, and then LaSalle calls the timeout. And with third and 14, Chris, uh, I'm, I'm going to second that initial statement that I made. I would not be surprised to see a run here. Madden to the left side of Ferguson, who's in the shotgun. Madden takes the draw. Up the middle. He got the first down and a lot more to the 40, out to the 45 between, before being dragged down from behind. That was Nick Isabella making the tackle, and it's a good thing he did. Now there's a flag on the, on the field, which is going to be interesting here. And the Explorers are... I don't see the flag, Chris. No, there's, there's, 
There was a flag thrown. Okay, thrown right at the end of the play at yes. the 47-yard line, pretty much right on top of where Madden ended up, which and it is could why have been I a didn't see it initially. And, and it could very well have been a face mask, how he was brought down. Personal foul well, personal on the defense, foul on the and defense. it does appear like that would be a face mask, yes. So it's going to be tacked on after the, panel, after the penalty. It's going to be a 15-yard penalty. I'll tell you, it must be nice to be a coach when you have a guy like Cy Madden because here I was saying, Chris, right before that play, time to be conservative, to be safe, get a few yards back and punt. So the safe play is to hand the ball off. Well, the safe play and the explosive play is to hand off tonight, especially with Madden in the backfield. Now at the Knights 40-yard line, Explorers trucking down the field with 4.13 to play in the second quarter, leading 10-6 to and going right to left on your radio dial. Clock is moving now. Ferguson stays in at quarterback. Inside handoff once again to Madden. He's got at least 10 down through past the 30-yard line and goes down at the 26. So lightning quick, especially in between the tackles and up the middle. A knack for finding space. Quickly, here come the Explorers as well. They reset and are in the hurry up. Ferguson in the shotgun. Madden again to his left. Inside handoff. Able to get about three yards. Yeah. And the flag has come in right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's going to be holding on the Explorers. Explorers in a position where they're trying to tack on here again before half. 350 is an eternity, especially when you're inside the 30-yard line. They'll back that up, of course, to about the 35. But plenty of time for the Explorers. Oh, and I think the hurry-up was more to confuse North oh, Penn than to, I agree. than to try to... The, due to the clock. Oh, I, I completely agree, and I, I think it was a great call. It's an opportunity, especially early here, a muggy day, an opportunity to confuse the defense. Yeah, it's going to be first and 20. 35-yard line for the Explorers. They are in night territory with 340 and counting here in the second quarter. Two men in the backfield, Ranella and Madden. Now Eubanks comes in motion. Inside handoff to Madden, hit in the backfield, then hit again up a yard or so past the line of scrimmage where he goes down. But does avoid a loss of about two yards there, Chris, spinning off that initial tackler and then spinning off another tackler for about a yard or two. Yeah, the North Bend defensive end got some penetration, made an initial hit. Madden got a spin, but only two yards out of the play. Substitution for the Explorers, number 85, Liam Trainer comes off the field. And on the field is number two, Charles Heaton, in his place, the 5'8 senior wide receiver who goes out wide. Eubanks is out wide to the near side as well. Still two men in the backfield, both to the left of Ferguson. Fakes the handoff. He's in trouble, and he goes down. A sack for about eight yards made at the 41-yard line. Corey Thompson there, the defensive tackle, in on the stop. And it will be about third and 24. And well, here we are again. Third down and a lot to go. Be conservative, be attacking, be both at the same time. Give the ball to Cy Madden. Yeah, now we're, at, we're back to the 40 yard line. Two minutes, 30 seconds. It was a nice play by Nick Isabella to make some penetration as well. Got his hands on all over Ferguson. He didn't have a chance. Third and 23, they adjusted up to uh, about the 40-yard line, not the 41. So the Explorers, Chris, they called the timeout here. I think it's a uh, 
I think it's a good timeout to be taken. 20 yards to play, 23 yards we'll say, but they'd be well served to cut this in about half. If they throw the ball incomplete here, I think you're punting the ball and getting back on defense, trying to pin them deep. But if you can get up to about the... The original line of scrimmage, yeah, if you get it, to the 25. Sure, sure, 26, 25 yard line, you're looking at an opportunity to maybe go for it. And where the punting would not do much of a difference anyway. Now we've already seen Savage kick one 33 yarder. That's right. So he would have to get back to the 17 yard line to get another 33 yard opportunity. Ferguson in the shotgun, four receivers out wide. Madden directly behind him. Ferguson comes out wide. Here's a screenplay to Heaton. Blocking set up. Gets inside the 35. Muscles his way down to about the 33. And now it's decision time for the Explorers. A punt into the end zone would net 11 yards at this point. And it's actually difficult to do. Especially um, from this close, yes. Yeah. The Explorer offense is leaking towards the sideline. The body language was that they wanted to stay initially, and certainly you can't blame them on that, but uh, now they are in talks with their coach. So North Penn's called a timeout. North Penn called a timeout. Yeah, and, LaSalle's uh, used all theirs. LaSalle has no timeouts appears, left. It appears, Chris, as if it's the first team offense in talking with Coach Steinmetz at this point which leads you to believe that with four and fourth and 15 here from the 32-yard line, 2.26 to play in the second quarter, it certainly might be the offense coming back. Just to put it out there, from 32 yards, it's about a 48 to 49-yard field goal. Do not think we'll see that tonight. So the decision will be punt or go for it. What would you do, Chris? Well, I, I think you're in four-down territory here. Um, I think North Penn's going to look for Cy Madden to get the ball again. Uh, I think the Explorers have shown it too many times. I think they were looking for it there, and they ran a nice play to Heaton. I just don't think that was going to get them a first down. Uh, Heaton's one of those receivers that does best when he gets behind the defender. A screen, as quick as he is, he's an all-state sprinter, um, wasn't going to do much. Mike uh, they, brought in, they brought in the punter. Mike Razik out to punt. He will release the ball after the snap from about the 43-yard line. Low kick, that's got to slow up, but it's caught at the five-yard line. And now here's an opportunity to go. I couldn't believe he brought it back, but he did, and he gets it out to the 24-yard line. I that can't was number 21, Dion Robinson. I, I can't mean, believe he fielded that. I cannot either. That was going to land at about the three, and it had a lot of topspin on it, and uh, might have rolled out the back of the end zone, Chris, yeah. but gets more than he would have. I thought he was going to put that a little more towards the corner, and he did not. He kicked it right at him. And he didn't put any height on it either. No, not at all. But Deion Robinson certainly did more than, uh, than a touchback would have done. You give him credit for that. First and 10 from the 25-yard line for North Penn. And certainly better than if they had thrown an incomplete pass. Reese in the shotgun, running back to his right, rolls out. Screen pass met right there by the Explorers, but the tackle is missed. Anthony Piscopo had him and just lost him. He had had him wrapped up and then he just lost him. Yep, the inside linebacker slash defensive end, Anthony Piscopo, sure to be one of the key guys on this LaSalle Explorer team, just unable to wrap up Nick Isabella and give Isabella credit for the strength there to bounce off that tackle. 
and get five yards. 140 and counting, second and five from the 30 yard line. Now Isabella is gonna false start. He was out. Actually, that was Astapovich. Astapovich was yep. a false start. So he was out to the left side of the shotgun. And uh, he moved way too early. He went on the hard count of Udinsky, whereas Udinsky was trying to get LaSalle to jump. So back to second and 10, 129 to play and counting. And they're gonna need to throw the ball here. Uh, that clock's running. 120 to play. Ostapovich in the background, or I should say in the backfield with two receivers out wide to the far side. Looking left and throwing left over the top. And the defensive play is made. A nice play. Now North Penn wanted a flag. There was definitely a hand extended right there, Chris. Now a flag comes in very, very late. We'll see what this is about. It's thrown in the backfield as well. So not going to deal with Verani, you don't think. No, it, it, it doesn't appear to be interference. But LaSalle some type of, is some backing up, foul. roughing the passer will be called against the Explorers. Udinsky went down after he released that ball. Refs deemed it too late. And Chris, that's, a, that's an inexcusable penalty for the Explorers. Now, it wasn't a very well thrown ball. Wasn't much of a, a defensive play, although there were two defenders there. And then end up with them getting a first down and 15 yards. Just kind of inexcusable. A minute six to play to the outside. Button hook, no, no dice as he was looking for Ricky Johns on the outside. Yeah, Rennell on the coverage, but there was nothing there. 102 to play, second and 10. North Penn after that penalty up to their own 40 yard line. Need to move the ball quickly if they want to get themselves into field goal range or get a touchdown before the end of this second quarter. Udinsky in the shotgun once again, two receivers out wide and one receiver in the slot. False start will be called on the offensive line. And uh, it is becoming a penalty fest here in the last minute or so. Second and 15 will be the yardage. North Penn from their 35. Dion Robinson to check into the game. Ricky Johns there as well. Coming off will be Nicholas Dillon. Johns and Robinson split out wide to the near side. Once again in the shotgun is Udinsky. Happy feet as he got some pressure right away. Now sneaks up the middle and gets about seven. Clock still ticking. 50 seconds to play and counting. Yeah, Matt McDermott on the tackle there pulls down Udinsky. It'll be third and eight. Clock's running. Clock running and North Penn in no hurry whatsoever. No, and they have two timeouts. 34, now down to 33. LaSalle with no timeouts, so the intention is becoming very, very clear by the second. North Penn content to possibly kneel the football and get to the half. They're not even going to run a play. No audible uh, play clock from what I can see, but it doesn't appear as if they need to run a play at this point. They'll call a timeout with 14 seconds of play, presumably to avoid 
the delay of game, game penalty, yeah. and, and now they'll just likely kneel the football. And actually, Chris, I believe we are getting either we're confused or um, the thing is backwards because it does say that LaSalle has one timeout and that North Penn does not. I think you might have been looking at the home, um, but the Explorers have one timeout. So would you stop it at this point or would you just let them kneel the football? I would just kneel the football, not with 14 seconds left. Well, they can throw it. I mean, they can throw a Hail Mary. Certainly. But, I mean, if LaSalle makes a stop here, would you do anything? Would you make him punt it? Yeah. I think I would, too. Unless it gets down it. to about, unless the play takes about eight seconds and it gets down to six, at which point North Penn could choose to throw a Hail Mary, Mary because they wouldn't turn the ball over um, with any time left on the clock. But if it's about... 10 seconds, 9 seconds left on the clock, I think the Explorers would use a timeout. Maybe maybe go out all out uh, to try to block the punt, not leave anybody deep, just try to get a punt block. We'll see here. 14 seconds to play, third and eight from the Knights 42. They're driving left to right. And Udinsky once again in the shotgun. Inside handoff, and a flag will be thrown. 11 seconds to go, and the reason that's important is... Uh, Certainly North Penn now, by running one more play, will get that clock down to about six seconds at the very least. It was offsides against the Explorers. The Explorers jumped. It'll be third and three now. Now you wonder if there's any change in mindset. Yeah, they're going to reset the, the play. Uh, they're going to reset the game clock to 14 seconds. Okay, they will. Okay, so does not change anything. Good attentiveness. 14 seconds of play, third and three for North Penn. The dying moments of the first half. So now I think they'll probably run this one again up the middle here, Chris. If you get a first down, you can certainly take your shot. Inside handoff, comes to the outside, gets to the line and passed it. And now a fumble. LaSalle thinks Explorers they have it. it right on the inside, right by the side of the North Penn bench still no signal Explorers and now the signals it. come LaSalle has caused a turnover with eight seconds to play and now LaSalle will get it with 40 uh, at the 48 yard line with eight seconds, eight seconds to play. left so they're going to get they're going to they're going to get one shot at the end zone looked like it was Ostapovich perhaps on that fumble who will stay on for defense number 30 Ostapovich is a senior undersized back at 5-7 yeah Jared Walls recovered the fumble for the Explorers Explorers have one play. I don't know that they can throw deep. I'd look for some type of hook and ladder, something like that. I, I don't. I don't think they can take the ball deep into the end zone. They could also just turn. They could also hand the ball to Cy Madden too. They could also go for about a 30-ish. I mean, 30-yard pass could give you an opportunity. Clock stops at the first down, and you do have a timeout. Lots of options here for the Explorers. About about as much as you could have with eight seconds to play. We'll see what they go with. Chris Ferguson in the shotgun. Two receivers out wide to the near side, one to the far side. Throws it up deep. Eubanks makes the play. Touchdown, Explorers. And he's in for the touchdown with triple zeros on the clock. The Explorers end the half with a flourish, with an extra point to come for sure, but they have given an themselves. Absolutely perfect throw. Eubanks got behind the defender, and Ferguson hit him on the numbers between the one and the three. A tough play for the secondary as well, but you feel as if North Penn had a chance to knock that ball down. 
They did not. Eubanks was the recipient. And that is the first touchdown pass this season and uh, in the starting career of Chris Ferguson. So congratulations to him. Savage gets the ball partially blocked, but it goes, but it goes through. through, barely. 17 to six, and that is how we end the first half. Explorers leading 17 to six, and Chris, uh, that, I mean, that speaks for itself. What a way to end the half, and gives you a ton of momentum. No, and it seems to, I mean, the um, North Penn gets their score on a, on a fluke play where, where a ball's tip comes down in, the, in Johns' hand, in the receiver's hand, after a great breakup by Ranella. Explorers on a fumble at the 50-yard line with eight seconds left, and then Ferguson hits Eubanks in perfect stride for the touchdown. We'll go to the half, 17 to six, the Explorers lead at home, though they are playing on the road at Crawford Stadium at North Penn High School. We will be back in just a few minutes to break down more of the first half with Bob Long and Chris Carabello. This is LaSalle College High School Explorers football right here on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker at PNC Bank. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 856-489-2750 or at robert.f.long at pnc.com. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Again, the number is 856-489-2750. Bob Long, a commercial banker at PNC, helping make your businesses grow. Soccer is the fastest growing sport in America. It's about time the most popular game in the world, the beautiful game of soccer, comes to Philly Airwaves. Boozella, the World Soccer Show, presented by the Iron Abbey, is a live, interactive talk show dealing entirely with professional soccer. The show exists only to serve the love of the culture, pageantry, and tactical aspect of the beautiful game of soccer. Join Boozella every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports, and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. 
From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. Elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Welcome back to Crawford Stadium at North Penn High School. It's the halftime show right here on Bob Long Sports. The Explorers lead 17-6 over the Knights of North Penn. And it's been the Cy Madden show for the Explorers thus far, converting two very, very large runs, both on third down to extend drives, and he has a touchdown run as well. Winston Eubanks, the senior six-foot, 170-pound senior, was the recipient of a long pass, about 48-yard touchdown pass from Chris Ferguson, the senior's first pass as the first touchdown pass, I should say, as the starter of this team. And the Explorers look pretty good at this point. Chris and I, we highlighted in the in the early part of the uh, of the broadcast the fact that the offensive and defensive lines, the sizes, differ greatly, and that that could be really make an impact in this game. I think you're seeing that on the offensive end with LaSalle and Cy Madden doing so well. Tons of playmaking ability on his part for sure, but having a 262-pound average offensive lineman size compared to a 217-pound average uh, defensive line size per guy for the, uh, for the North Penn Knights has really made an impact, and LaSalle is getting that push offensively. And on the other side, outsizing North Penn by about 20 pounds per guy, the LaSalle defensive line has been able to get some pressure on Reese Udinsky and has made things very difficult on Knife East West and Justin Ostapovich. In the second half, we'll see what the Explorers are able to do. Up 11 points, you, you figure that they will continue the ground game, and now we have Chris back with us. Chris, the ground game for the Explorers have been very good, and I, I think we'll see a lot more of that in the second half. No reason to change, especially if they can get a few early defensive stops. Yeah, and with the offensive line doing so well for the Explorers, particularly in, with, with the size difference between uh, LaSalle's offensive line and North Penn's defensive line, um, and their ability to create some holes, Cy Madden should do some damage in the second half. But I, I got to say this one thing. Ferguson, the, some of the balls that he's thrown have been very, very good. That last one to Eubanks could not have been a better thrown ball. Mm -hmm. And uh, even the one over the middle that Eubanks caught. So don't be surprised if, uh, you know, the, the North Penn has been looking for Madden um, to see the Explorers switch things up and throw the ball a little more. Absolutely. About 9.50 to play here in the half. We'll, we'll provide a few more comments and then um, we'll, we'll kick it off to the sponsors. But Chris, the home game here. We, we talk about it. LaSalle has a pretty good following. They have a full student section. They're actually on the far side of us here on, uh, on the opposite side of the field. But uh, a decent crowd on both sides, but an interesting atmosphere. Certainly feels like a home game for North Penn, but LaSalle taking control. 
And North Penn is on the home side. Um, I mean, we're up here in the press box, and the North Penn fans are below us. So they are on the home side of the field. Um, and they have a nice crowd. And this is a local crowd. I mean, this is, these are people that have come out to support their local, I mean, their local school. Uh, and LaSalle's done a nice job. I mean, we're Labor Day weekend. It's a Friday of Labor Day. But there's a nice number of, uh, of students. There's a nice student section. Certainly the pep band is out in force. Um, it's a good start for the, uh, the 2015 season. It is. And the first, first night of proceedings here on the high school circuit is always a lot of fun. A lot of anticipation. Friday night lights. We're here. This is it, and uh, and a great start for the Explorers. Chris, let's start to preview the season a little bit. This is our inaugural broadcast here as well, and we'll make a little bit of a public service announcement that we'll be here all year long doing these games, not just for LaSalle football, but for LaSalle basketball as well. And uh, and yes, those on Twitter, we have heard you that you want to see some LaSalle soccer games broadcast right here on Bob Long Sports. We pledge to make that happen and can't wait to uh, Yeah, and I think we're going to do some our... lacrosse. We're going to do some baseball. We're going to do a variety of sports this year. At some point, we're going to be joined by some students. Um, another alum, um, Rob Stott, will be joining us as well. Um, so we're going to provide a, um, a, a nice mix of not only sports coverage, but uh, some announcers covering those sports. Absolutely, and we're excited to get the kids involved. and. Chris, just you know, between you and between you and me here, when we were talking in, in months past, really the biggest reason we got this started is to eventually get the kids involved. And very, very excited to to give back. I am an alum, 09, and have had the opportunity to do this broadcasting for years and years and years, and uh, have done some LaSalle games as well. And the opportunity to come back and eventually get kids involved and provide a little direction for kids that are interested in this great profession, I, I can't wait to be a part of it. And, and given the fact that WXP is by far the largest club and activity in the school, the number of boys that come out each morning for that broadcast and that want to take part in different roles, whether it be working the teleprompter or camera or being an on-air personality, um, really shows you the interest people have in broadcasting. This summer, um, Rob Johnson, who's the director of multimedia technology, um, he held a broadcast boot camp that was oversold. So the number Great. of young people that want to get into this profession uh, and get a start in high school um, really is amazing. I mean, you had the opportunity to do it in college. That's um, right. And there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of students that that do do it in college. We're going to provide an opportunity for students to do it uh, during their high school years. And I'll say this as well for any students that may be listening right now. Maybe you're traveling with your family over the Labor Day weekend or unable to get to the stadium here. For whatever reason, you're not here and uh, are listening to us. Happy to have you for one. And second, there are a lot of positions here that you can get involved with right away. I mean, we have a spotter with us right now, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job, but that's something that we would like students to do. And then we have opportunities for sideline reporting. That's things that you can do right away and start to build yourself up to a color commentator and uh, and play-by-play. -play. So we want you all to get involved, and uh, you can reach out to me at Bob Long Sports. You can certainly reach out to at LaSalle Sports or to Chris Carabella directly, and you have his email through the LaSalle directory. So... Just want to put that public service out, announcement out there. There are opportunities right away to get involved. Just get in contact with us. Yeah, and, now, and we're here at an away game in a really crowded booth, but when we move to Plymouth White Marsh Stadium in some of our home games, um, and I'll move to the public addresser spot, and our spotter tonight, uh, Andy Junkin, will be working with me, but it'll create some opportunities um, from the broadcast, whether it be, as you said, being on, you know, a field reporter or a spotter or an on-air personality. Uh, we certainly want to get as many people involved and, um, 
um, and to kind of rotate that through. And then, you know, maybe someone's better at football than they are at, at basketball or vice versa. So as I said, we're going to try to do as many sports as we can, as much as we have interest for. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, whether it be varsity, JV. The more people that come out, the more sporting events that can be done, and certainly for our listener base, they're very happy about that because that's the more uh, LaSalle sports they can stay invested with and in tune to. So um, that is what who we are. That is what we're doing. You've heard Bob Long Sports here doing LaSalle sports in the past, but this is a little different. This is a lot more full-time, and this is more invested into the progression and development of the students, and we couldn't be more excited for that. We'll take a quick break here as the North Penn Band is entertaining the crowd. Just a few minutes to go till the beginning of the second half. You are listening to Bob Long Sports coverage of LaSalle College High School football. Score is 17 Explorers, six Knights. LaSalle with the lead at the half. We'll be right back. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker at PNC Bank. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 856-489-2750 or at robert.f.long at pnc.com. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Again, the number is 856-489-2750. Bob Long, a commercial banker at PNC, helping make your businesses grow. Soccer is the fastest growing sport in America. It's about time the most popular game in the world, the beautiful game of soccer, comes to Philly Airwaves. Boozella, the World Soccer Show, presented by the Iron Abbey, is a live, interactive talk show dealing entirely with professional soccer. The show exists only to serve the love of the culture, pageantry, and tactical aspect of the beautiful game of soccer. Join Boozella every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. 
And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Welcome back to Crawford Stadium on the campus of North Penn High School. Bob Long Sports coverage of LaSalle College High School football. The Explorers leading 17-6 over the Knights of North Penn. And we talked about it at the Open. There have been a lot of great games between these two teams. In fact, a pair of PIAA State semifinals in consecutive years, the first of which was won by the Explorers. Seven lead changes in that game, two ties, a 38-34 thriller that led to the eventual state championship over State College in 2009. And then the following year, North Penn able to exact some revenge and go to Hershey themselves with a win over the Explorers. Those two games, certainly the highlights of this rivalry, but Chris, we've really also had a great run of five straight games to open this year between these two powers. And certainly one team can be a little up, another team can be a little down compared to the prior year. But year to year, these two teams will be competitive in the Philadelphia high school football landscape. And we're not seeing anything different, I don't think, this year. No, and the, uh, there, there, there is a long-term commitment between these two schools that this will be the opening game. It'll be played here in Crawford Stadium. Uh, they will rotate back and forth between who is the home team, although it is being played at right. North Penn's home field. Uh, but tonight, the Explorers are the home team. Um, and I just think it's a great opening season rivalry. You have two top-notch football teams, and I think they both appreciate the quality of each other's programming. Um, prior to that, the Explorers were opening their season against uh, Plymouth White Marsh, where they play their games. Um, but in order to get a Friday night game of Labor Day weekend, um, this is just the perfect rivalry. It's the perfect venue. Uh, it's just a great opportunity for both teams to open up against top talent. And uh, the Explorers have had North Penn's number the last few years. Uh, as I said, the two, um, um, the one win North Penn has came in a uh, PIAA semifinal matchup uh, at Northeast High School, uh, which led to their, uh, you know, a, a trip for the Knights to the uh, Pennsylvania State Championship. LaSalle Explorers back onto the field. Once again, wearing their gold, their traditional gold helmets with their navy blue tops and their gold pants, as well as the North Penn Knights there exiting the tunnel as well with their navy blue helmets and all navy, navy blue tops and bottoms. Now, one of the things you'll notice different about the Explorers this year is uh, is the traditional gold helmet they've had yes. uh, dating back to the 70s. But um, the L has been replaced with a script LaSalle. John Steinmetz taking over as coach. 
uh, made a request that um, the L um, come off. Uh, the traditional black L that's been, that's been representative of LaSalle Athletics since 2005 has been replaced with a script LaSalle, which dates back to what was on the Explorer helmets. Uh, Probably, what, eight, nine years ago? Yeah, even, you know, even as, as early as the seven, as, probably as early as the 90s. I don't know that there was anything on the helmets in the 70s and 80s. I think they were just a gold helmet. But um, the, um, I think when, Joe, when Coach Joe Callister took over, he put LaSalle on the helmets. That's right, yeah. And when Coach Drew Gordon took over, he put the L on the helmets. And now John Steinmetz has kind of added his mark to the uniform by uh, by returning with the um, with a uh, a navy LaSalle and a, a kind of a script writing. So it's kind of again in some ways a throwback uniform. Yeah, that's uh, great. And we've seen this uh, in recent. We were talking about the the Temple Penn State game. We have seen that a couple times. We've seen Temple go from the Temple straight across to the more traditional T now. You saw Penn State, they're gonna keep their white helmets forever, it very much appears, which is a great thing, but they put names on the back of the jersey when Bill O'Brien took over, and now recently, just this year, are taking them back off. So there is some historical precedent for jersey changing and going back like this, and uh, the boys do look great out there. The, the helmets look very, very nice. And um, you know, one of the things that we haven't, made, we haven't talked a lot about is that, um, I mean, John Steinmetz is a longtime coach in this program. You know, a graduate of the class of 1977, uh, a member of the program as a player, took over um, almost immediately or while in college as an assistant. Uh, he was a longtime defensive coordinator for not only Coach um, Joe Calistra, but Drew Gordon. And uh, now having an opportunity to take over, to be at the helm of this program, uh, a program and a school that he loves dearly. Um, he's done a real nice job of maintaining some of the coaching staff. Um, Dom Didana uh, is an assistant head coach. He's, you know, he's taking care of the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, Joe Winning, who was a quarterback in the early 2000s. Um, John Dean, who's been forever with the program. Uh, but then he's brought back some players. Mike Donahoe, who was a running back um, uh, in the, um, you know, in the 2008, 2009. Yep. In fact, he was a class 2009. He's a classmate of mine. Yeah. And, um, but Matt DiGiacomo, who was an offensive lineman on that state championship team. Uh, Kevin Schmidt, again, another alum. He's brought back a lot of people who um, have a history with this program. So there's certainly an effort on the, on the part of John Steinmetz to continue the long and storied tradition of LaSalle Explorer football, which is now in the 101st year. Uh, very, it's very the 101st impressive. year of LaSalle football. And you mentioned Joe Winning. Have to give him a little bit of a shout as well. He's been a good friend of, of our broadcast team. He's done games with me, with you. And now we are just about ready for action here in the third quarter. Chris, while we do have a moment, we, we talked about the new coaching staff, some of the challenges they face in the upcoming weeks here. They'll play Pensbury next weekend, next Friday at Plymouth White Marsh High School. Uh, it's redundant, but we will carry that broadcast. We'll carry every broadcast this year, but we'll carry that broadcast. And then the following week, they travel down to DeMatha. Yeah, we're going to go down to Landover, Maryland and face what is now arguably one of the top teams in the country. They were, um, they ha USA uh, Today had them ranked number one in the East, and um, 
just this past Saturday, they defeated Miami Catholic, um, who was one of the top teams in the country. They did it rather handedly. Um, they're very athletic. They are very good. And they have a chip on their shoulder because LaSalle defeated them last year. Mm -hmm. And now we have to go back down there and basically face the same team again, uh, just a little older and a lot more athletic. Ready to start the third quarter. Plenty of time to worry about that game. A game still at hand here as Savage sends the kick deep. Caught at about the seven-yard line. Brought up. Ricky Johns gets it up to the, I should say, Dion Robinson brings it out to the 28-yard line where the Knights will begin their first drive of the second half. Yeah, Brendan Meeks on the tackle. 21-yard yeah, return brings out to just shy of the 30-yard line. Here comes Reese Udinsky. Udinsky, the quarterback uh, all game. And Deion Robinson is coming off the field, limping a little bit at about the 30-yard line. He was the returner on that play and has been one of the key receivers this game. So that's a storyline. We'll keep an eye on him on the sideline. Eye formation for the Knights starting out at their own 28-yard line. Handoff up the middle to the fullback. He'll get about a yard, nothing more. Explorers, their big defensive line was there to stop it. Yeah, Anthony Piscopo on the tackle there. And he wrapped him up just like he would one of uh, someone he was wrestling. Piscopo, one of the top wrestlers in the area, and uh, he got a hole of, uh, he got a hole there and pulled right down. They'll give him two on the carry, so second and eight coming from just inside their own 30-yard line, 11.22 to play here in the third quarter. But again, Robinson continues on the sideline trying to recover from that tackle on the kickoff, but that takes away one of Udinsky's top targets. Play action fake. Chris, I thought that they moved a little early, but LaSalle able to wrap him up. He got about a yard or two, but it did look as if the left guard moved early. Yeah, and he had nothing. And again, that could be one of the, without Robinson out there, he does not have the targets that he had earlier in the, half, uh, in the first half. And certainly, like you said, yes, if Deion Robinson is coming off the field, that's... That is a big loss for them. He's being attended to by the trainer right now, is Robinson, grabbing at his left hamstring. That is not a good injury. We'll see, once again, like we said, uh, if he's able to come back into the game. But now a three wide receiver set, one in the slot. Shotgun now up the middle. And the play is made. The catch all the way down to the 41 yard line. He went right up the seam. And that was Keith Earl, the Senior 6-2 tight end, number 84. That was a nice play. The Explorers had great coverage on the outside, but the, the middle was wide open, and Yudinski took advantage of it. And certainly you'd have to think that's something that Coach Beck had seen in the first half, immediately going right up the seam to the tight end, who was lined up on the right side. A nice route run just right up the middle. Momentary stoppage here as the... Far line judge and the head official have a conversation. Now the arm winds from the man in the white cap. Clock is running. And Udinsky is under center. Eye formation, motion, and the handoff inside. Handoff to Nyfees West. Gets a few yards to about the 41-yard line. Call it a three-yard gain. Second and seven coming up. 9.51 to play in the third quarter. North Penn moving left to right on your radio dial now in Explorer territory. And that was Isaiah Jones on the tackle coming up from the strong safety position to stop Nicef West. 
It'll be West in the backfield. Two tight end set. Keith Earl lined up on the inside. Nearly stumbled in the backfield, got the ball to West, who takes it about three yards. Off tackle to the left-hand side. Explorers will there. Yeah, linebacker Kohler Setley on the tackle there. He's about two, three yards short of the shy of the first down. Third and three. Only one pass thus far completed on this drive, but North Penn moving the ball down the field. Again, we're going to go this time three tight ends. Yeah, three tight ends set here, Bob. I formation. A pitch to the outside. No. Play blown dead yeah. beforehand. Thank you. They, I, think, I think North Penn jumped. Before the jump, we're going to have a oh, timeout. Time yep. And the Knights will have time to think this one over. 8.48 to play, third quarter here. Chris, this is a big play here. Uh, tough to see where that play was going and certainly can't speculate, but... No, but Dick Beck called the timeout decided, real quick. Decided yeah. he needed to think about this one a little bit. And, Chris, this is almost certainly two-down territory, I'd have to think. I mean, if it was a few yards closer, maybe like a thirty at the 33-yard line, third and three, you'd say almost certainly. Um, but do you think there's any way they would not go for this if they get stuffed? It is early still, and, and you yeah, don't want to give... Of, there's a lot of time left on this clock, and there's and only an 11-point deficit. Yeah, and I think the way, the momentum that the Explorers had to finish that second half, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know that the Knights want to give the ball right back to them like that. Sure. You also don't want to give them the ball back at the uh, near the 40 either, but... But Coach Beck hopes that that isn't even a decision. They want to push through the line and and get a first down here. It's on the far hash. Eight forty-eight to play. Again, a three tight end set, all lined up to the right-hand side. I formation. Now the one tight end in motion. He sits down right behind the quarterback. They'll hand it off to the left-hand side. Got a it. First, down first down by Nyfees Weiss. He goes off the left tackle and is able to get the necessary four to convert on third and three. Methodical drive here for North Penn. They're inside the 35-yard line of LaSalle at about the 32. Yeah, West with the five-yard carry. Just enough. Crossing over the 35-yard line. Three and a half plus minute drive here for North Penn. First and 10 from the 32. Another eye formation, cutting inside is West. Now back outside, breaks a tackle and gets all the way down inside the 25 yard line. Call it the 23. Will be close to a first down, probably about a yard or two short. Yeah, the three tight end set is neutralizing the size of LaSalle's um, defensive line. It is. Creating some holes or just enough of a hole for Nicef West. Yep, and you're seeing the adjustments being made already. Certainly that adjustment to the rushing game, but they're getting the tight ends involved. You saw Keith Earl getting involved in the passing game, running right up the seam. They're finding a few holes and finding a way to exploit this LaSalle defense, even with the size uh, differential that they have on that defensive line. Now one receiver on the outside. A flag will blow the play dead initially. A false start will bring them back five yards to the 29-yard line. It'll be second and seven. Yeah, without the wideouts, 
um, they're able to bring in some bigger players to match up against the size of the Explorers. And it's creating a little bit of a hole, enough of a hole for them to have a bit of a running game here on this drive. Again, it's still the, the big play here was the pass over the middle. Absolutely, absolutely. But we haven't seen the LaSalle Explorer offense on the field yet, very much neutralized by the fact that Reese Chudinski, Knifefeast, West, and company have put together this methodical drive. Second and seven from the 29-yard line. The five-yard penalty on the false start backs them up. Now the toss to the outside. He has some room if he can get there. Breaks one tackle and gets a few yards. Yeah. Looks like Isaiah Jones did a good job blowing that play up because there was a lot of blocking. He cut through his blocker and was able to at least get a hand on West, which stopped some of his forward progress and pushed him towards the sideline. Yeah, and Garrett Zobel pushed him out to the outside, which kept him in the which kept him in a lane to allow that tackle Absolutely. to happen. Absolutely. It'll be third and five. From the 27-yard line, they'll try to get to the 21 to convert for a first down. 7.08 to play third quarter. Explorers leading the Knights 17 to six. And everybody moved there, at least three guys. So they will bring that back. It'll be third and long, third and 10 here from the 32. Yeah, lots of fingers being pointed right there. At the very least, We had number 88, the tight end, Keith Earl moving. Owen Thomas also moved. He's a sophomore tight end. And the slot wide receiver moved as well. Third and 10, 32-yard line. Explorers trying to retain their 11-point lead. Very interesting field position here. Would be a 49-yard field goal if no more yards were gained, probably out of reach. So most likely looking at two down territory as they come out in a three wide receiver set with the running back off to his right. Yeah, they're split wide here. He's gonna be throwing. Udinsky rolls out to his right, looking for a lane, throws it over the middle, nearly intercepted. It was in the hands of Ricky John. But a great play by Ranella to get his hand in there and make the play difficult. Yeah, Rennell and Jared Walls did a great job of breaking that play up, and that ball was almost intercepted. There were, there were at least five explorers within a yard of that ball before it hit. It just couldn't get to it before the ball dropped. Fourth and ten. Udinsky back on the field. It will be a fourth down opportunity, and they are going for it. Yeah, now, you're seeing, Chris, I think we've seen Ranella and Johns turn into a really fun matchup on the outside. We'll see if they target him again. Yeah, and the, the, the way Ranella plays him, giving him just enough room, but not enough for the first down. Three wide receiver set once again. Johns in the slot. The third of the outside. It is dropped. He had the yardage for a first down, but it was dropped wide open was number 84, Keith Earl. That's a pretty good throw by Udinsky there. And, and it was uh, a great pattern, because it wasn't over the middle. It was, it was, in, it was into the slot. He had, um, he had Kohler Setley on him, and he had Kohler Setley beat, but he couldn't hold on to the ball. Explorers will take over on downs, and that's a big stop. 6.57 to play. It was five minutes. They, they, they ate five minutes a clock, but unfortunately have nothing to show for it. And the Explorers will certainly take that, and the clock is their friend. Now, you certainly, they're still... 19 minutes left in this football game, at least in regulation. So you don't want to start thinking like that, but they've been able to move the ball pretty well. And Madden has been great in the backfield. He's right back there again. Where else would he be? Three wide receivers set into the shotgun is Ferguson. 
Handoff up the middle. That's actually Ranella, and Ranella gets about eight yards, cut through a few guys. So my mistake initially thought that was Madden, but Nick Ranella showing, hey, I can do some damage as well out of the backfield. Now we have an injured player for North Penn. Seems to be in a considerable amount of pain as he's attended to by the trainers. And then another North Penn player is limping, just took off his helmet. Yeah, and that's number 84, Keith Earl. You wonder, certainly limping a little bit, yes, but uh, I think a little more frustration as well that he wasn't able to catch that ball on the prior possession that would have kept that drive going. You'll see that a lot of these guys going from offense to defense and key role players on this team. The really mentally tough ones, Chris, are the guys that can either not get too high based on something that happened on the other side or not get too low in this case of Earl, where uh, yes, he had an opportunity, but there's still plays to be made on defense and, and to keep his head in it. Yeah, particularly when you're playing on both sides of the ball, he has yep, the opportunity absolutely. to step right back out on that field and to make a difference. Um, you know, one of the things to look at is, um, is Cy Madden has had a lot of rest now. I mean, the, um, yep. I mean, there was 15 minutes of halftime yeah, and five minutes. minutes of game time. And really, there was there was, there was almost a good three minutes when North Penn had the ball at the end of the second half. That's exactly um, right. And then one or second quarter. Second and then, quarter. Yeah, that's right. Just the one play. So he should be quite fresh. And I'm not sure a fresh a fresh Cy Madden is something that North Penn wants to deal with right now. Not down 11 points. Certainly. And uh, we, we apologize here. We are unable to see who the injured player is. He's on the far side of the field, lying prone on the, on the field. We'll get that number to you as soon as we can. 6.44 to play. And uh, Chris, he looked to be in a considerable amount of pain, banging his fist against the ground, shaking his non- shaking his non-injured leg, and uh, he is still lying on the turf. And that is something you never, never like to see. And I do say turf, but should say that this is actually a grass field. You've seen in the NFL some of the injuries that have been happening, non-contact injuries that have happened on turf. This is not that. This is grass and uh, did not get a great view of the play, but starting to sit up now is the injured player. Yeah, he's being attended to. Um, it's hard to tell the seriousness of the injury. They are carrying off. Looks like they're going it, to. It is Nick Isabella, number 28. Um, and that and really is a shame for North Penn. He has been one of their stalwarts all game. On both sides of the football, has really played a, a nice game so far. He's also the punter. That's right. So, um, but he's being carried off the field. Uh, it's hard to tell whether it's an. It, it, it appears to be a knee. It does. And he is very gimpy on his right knee. Not really putting any pressure on it. Now, and they're actually going to bring some players out now to carry him off. Um, the two trainers for North Penn are, are, are both women, and uh, he, he was just too tall. They weren't able to carry him off. They're going to carry him. They're actually going to carry. They're going to, they're going to physically pick him up sure. and carry him completely off the field. Sure. This is something you really hate to see, obviously. And we wish Nick the best. And whether it's, it may not be this game, but we hope to see him back on the football field very shortly. We're back to action here as uh, they'll certainly attend to Nick Isabella. LaSalle in the pistol formation, four receivers wide as well. Hand off to Madden up the middle, makes one man miss, 
and sneaks up past the 40 to the 42. That'll be a five-yard gain. That'll be. That'll that was be. second down and four on that play, remember, after the injury. So that'll be a first down that'll for the Explorers. That'll be a first Explorers. down of the Explorers. Yeah, the, moving the chains. 6.32 to play. The momentary stoppage that comes with the conversion of first downs both in high school and college. Now the arm waves and we're back underway. Once again, the pistol formation, this time three wide. Heat and wide on the outside. We'll have an extra tight end up front. And the give to Madden on the outside, unable to get to the corner and cut it. Good defense to string that out by the Knights. Team defense there, and they knock him down two yards behind the line. Yeah, that was Dan Drop on the tackle. And Madden could get nothing, just couldn't get to the outside. That's actually not a place where he's been effective. He's been more effective hitting the hole, and he hits it very well. And I think it's the, the Explorers have been able to create some holes for him. But he, he, when, he, when he runs to the outside, it doesn't seem that he has the opportunities. Now the Explorers, a third time in that pistol formation. It'll be Heaton out wide, trainer the tight end in motion. Handoff comes to Madden, gets in the hole, can't get too, too much, though. Gets about three to four yards. We'll call it three yards to about the 43. That was actually Jared Walls on the run. Ah, yes, number four. First time we've seen him in that role today, Chris. Oh. So Madden gets a breather after a couple of runs, and Walls will stay in the game. Oh. Heaton will be on the outside. And yeah, we're going to have a third and ten here. And, Chris, we haven't said the name Chris Ferguson yet this half. Think this might be an opportunity for him. Again, into the pistol. Yeah, It'll be Eubanks out wide on the far side, Heaton out wide on the near side. Runner in the slot as well. Gets some pressure, goes down, nearly fumbled it. But the tackle comes from, hey, you guessed it, number 84, Keith Earl, the guy that dropped the ball on fourth down on the previous drive, makes up for that in a big way with a huge sack. And a, and a huge sack. Fourth and 22, that's a loss of 12 yards. And now it'll be Mike Rasick to come in and punt for the Explorers. He'll catch it at about his 15, release it at about the 19. Nearly blocked, but gets it off. That's a nice punt, too. Bounces at the end. 37 and not caught, so it takes a bounce of about 20 yards. Call it 15 yards and downed at the 23-yard line. So the Explorers, the beneficiary of a big bounce there. And uh, Chris, that ball needs to be caught. It needs to be a fair catch there. He had plenty of time to get there. And that is a big-time mental miscue from the Knights. Yeah, I mean, that ball was kicked high. It was kicked well, but it was kicked high. And certainly he could have gotten under and at least fair catch it. Because they lost, they lost a good 20 yards from the time it hit to where it was downed. Four minutes to play here in the third quarter, and LaSalle, if you went and, uh, and gave John Steinmetz this option, you said, hey, first eight minutes, ball will be down inside the North Penn 30-yard line, and nobody will have scored. I think he would have taken that at this point. A good eight minutes of football from the Explorers, and a quick pitch to the outside will get about five yards. Still plenty of time, of course, in this game. 12-minute quarters, 3.42 to play and counting. Second and five from the 28, we'll say. Knights gained five yards on that pitch. 
So second and five. Under three minutes and 30 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Ricky Jones to the outside. The handoff instead will go to West. West breaks the tackle from Nick Rinella, and that will be enough to get him the first down. Rinella hit him hard and hit him high, and he just knocked him right over. Yep, but the effort to fall forward that extra yard or two after that initial contact is what gave West the momentum to get the first down. And yeah, Mario Varani made, nice, made a nice stop uh, to bring him down. Now the ball on the near hash. West in the backfield. I formation, tight end to the right side. Play action. He sets, he fires over the top, and it's knocked out of the hands of Earl. He had caught it, but Ranella got his hands there after he initially had gotten those balls in his big mitts, and uh, that was quite a play to knock that out before it was determined the control was ever made and a football move, so it's incomplete. That was a great defensive play. Maybe one of the best, it was, it, it was probably the best defensive play of the evening. Um, Earl made a great catch. Rinella was right there and knocked it right out of his hands. Yep, Nick Rinella there, he realized that that ball, that Earl had position to the outside and that Earl had certainly the height on him, so he cut in front and got his hands in there. That's the only way he would have made that play. Second and 10 from the 36-yard line of North Penn. They are driving left to right on your radio dial, still in their own territory. Timeout will be called by the Knights. That's their second timeout. So they'll have one timeout remaining. And again, Chris, way too early, like we said, to start thinking about end-of-game situations. But you are down 11, and uh, we're getting late in the third quarter here. Those timeouts could be helpful in a situation where you need to get stops and stop the clock in the final minutes of the fourth quarter. It seemed an odd place to call a timeout. It's a second and 10. Um, you know, you have the ball at the 35-yard line, 36-yard sure. line. You're I'm, not sure, I'm sure it wasn't by design. I'm sure there was some sort of confusion and uh, certainly something you don't want to call. I, I completely agree. So how would you rate the performance of this LaSalle defense so far? We've talked a lot about Chris Ferguson. We've talked a lot about Cy Madden. How about this LaSalle defense? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Nick Rinella, who had established himself as an offensive player last year, as a really nice backup running back, and I'm not even going to call him a backup running back, but a second running back to Jordan Meacham, it's kind of a one-two punch, has done a very good job at cornerback has really shown that he can play both sides of the ball. Um, Isaiah Jones, the sophomore, playing in his first game as an explorer, has done a really fine job back there at safety. The play action, he came back into the shotgun. Now we'll take off with it. He's across midfield into the 45 and down at the 43. He's into explorer territory as he's taken down by two explorers, but it will be a first down. And that was probably the worst defensive play the explorers made. That didn't even look good. He had, he had the entire middle of the field to run. He ran by people, through people, around people, mm -hmm. and picked up a huge first down. Well, and that's the opportunity you get when you send those guys deep and they're playing man coverage. Once you get past that first wall, defensive lineman and a, a free linebacker, then there's no one there. And now West, he cuts into the middle himself, gets through a few guys, is launched into the air, but comes down just shy of the first down marker, the 34-yard line. Number 55, Matt Wyko, he's kind of got a little limp out there. I think he's, uh, he was one of the people responsible for the hole there. 2.04 to play and counting. Knights driving, second and, and one. 
Chris, two very sustained drives this half. Something to keep an eye on here as the game goes on, see if the LaSalle Explorers can buck up and, uh, and make some stops. And now the second and one, toss to the outside, it'll be enough for a first down. Yeah, that'll move the chains. West is now getting a healthy dose of carries and on the LaSalle side, they're getting a healthy dose of West. And that has not been fun for the Explorers. He's a whole, he has a lot to handle and a lot to deal with. And North Penn has done a very good job of keeping the Explorer defense on the field. Uh, we've seen very little of the Explorer offense this half. West was out of bounds, so the clock will stop at 148. Now the handoff inside. And it was Justin Ostapovich who got the carry and picked up maybe a yard. 131 to play in this quarter. And Ostapovich, we saw him banged up a little bit earlier, Chris, and this time looks even more banged up as he comes to the sideline, limping very much on that right leg. Yeah, Tyler Gillett runs back out there. Ostapovich has to leave the field. So you wanted to get rest a little bit for West, but that is not going to be too, too easy. We'll get the first setting, like you said, of Tyler Gillett. He's a senior running back, 5'9", 173 pounds and he's gonna come in motion to the outside. Fullback in the backfield, over the top, and they were looking for Earl. Earl was wide open, and that was just sensing that LaSalle was not in tune with their coverage. And he was free off the line, yeah. and they had him for a touchdown if he just could have been hit, but Reese Udinsky threw it over his head. It's a great set of play calling there from Dick Beck. He saw it and give Udinsky credit for reading that as well, but just unable to execute. Actually, the, the throw was so poor that it was almost intercepted. Isaiah Jones was a yard away from taking that ball um, and making a great interception. 54 seconds of play, third and nine. Knights at the Explorers 28. The handoff to the inside and the tackle will be made right there. A curious play call, Chris, if you ask me. Certainly they are in uh, four down territory. That number 34, Dante Stewart, he's a senior fullback. First carry we saw of him out of here, uh, out, of, out of Dante today. Fourth and eight from the 27. And now Dan Drop, the junior fullback, will come in replacing Dante Stewart who got the last carry. 21 seconds to play in this quarter, fourth and eight. This is a big possession, this is a big play for the Knights. Completely agree. I think either way this game falls in about 45 minutes, we'll look back at this play. And Under 10 to play, the snap. Four wide receivers out wide, over the middle, and to the outside as, as it's caught. So caught towards the middle and brought towards the outside. That was Dan Drop, who did not do just that. A big, big play on fourth down to convert. Three seconds left to play in the third quarter. Yeah, Kohler Setley on the tackle, but uh, but drop was wide open there, made a nice catch. It was a great route by him there to find a seam there. Three tight end set. The fake, and they look outside. The play will be made by Keith Earl. That's about a gain of five or six yards. And it will be the last play of the third quarter. They will switch sides. We will take a break and come back on the other side with the beginning of the fourth quarter. 
The Explorers lead 17-6 over the Knights of North Penn. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Football right here on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. Elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Welcome back to Crawford Stadium in North Penn High School. Second and six for the Knights as they come out in the three tight end formation. Handoff off tackle and caught in the backfield by the Explorers. Call it a loss of one. Third and seven coming up. Garrett Zobel won a nice tackle there in the backfield. 11.40 to play as we just started the fourth quarter. It'll be... They'll call it no gain, so not a loss of one. Third and six. We've said it already, Chris. Huge drive here. They are just outside the Explorers' 10-yard line at the 11. Certainly an opportunity to get a first down without getting a touchdown, and a timeout will be called. That is the final timeout of the half for North Penn. They will burn it right here, right now. I mean, you can't disagree that it's an important drive, but coming out of a extended timeout that was the end of the third quarter and only getting one play in the meantime, you would have expected and thought that they would have been more prepared. Now, that's, a, that's unfortunate because they said that's their last timeout and there's 11 minutes, 21 seconds remaining in this game and they're down 11. Certainly a timeout I think they would like to have later on in this game, uh, but they needed to use it there. This, the, the, these are points that they need and they need desperately. They're in the red zone, and um, they need to put points on the board, whether it be a field goal, whether it be a, a touchdown, what they do after that. You know, certainly up to the coaching staff, but these are, these are points they desperately need. Yep. Now, um, going to give a, uh, an economics lesson here. So there's total cost, and then there's marginal cost. So what, what is that margin? What is that line at which point you would consider going for it on fourth down here? I think it... Fourth and six, you'd think absolutely kick the field goal, get yourself within one possession. But what's that line? Fourth and two, fourth and one and a half, fourth and one. I mean, is there any fourth down distance that you consider trying to sneak it and get the touchdown versus taking the safe points? I think it's going to be fourth and less than five. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be fourth and four, fourth and three, fourth and two. I think they need these points. This okay. is, this I'm is, thinking this is as the close as they've come. Um, and here it is. Five wide receiver set. He's going to run for it. Will he get there? He's it will be close. 
And did the ball come the loose? The ball came loose. Now the, now the line judges are coming right in at the five-yard line, almost as if they're going to say the ball came loose after and he hit he, the ground. And, and we do have an explorer down here. And if he got to the five-yard line, that would be a first down. So we have no signal at this point, either where the ball it will be or whether it is a first down. We have the Explorer player hurt, which is certainly holding up the proceedings. 11.02 to play. This was a third down and six from the 11. And like Chris said, they're going to call it a fourth down. We just got the, the fist for the fourth down from the head official. So they're spotting it just shy of the five. So they're going to say that, that he was down that Reese Udinski, his knee was down before that ball came loose. It sputtered to about the two, at which point someone jumped on it. I believe it was a North Penn North Knight. Penn player, yes. So but, that could have been a first down. But the ball was down, and then it was Anthony Piscopo who was hurt on the play. Now he's come, across, he's come off the field on his own. Uh, and but we now have another This seems to be down. a second explorer. Now it looks as if the way they're stretching him it could be just a cramp, and... Understandable to see that on a hot night like this. This is about as hot as it'll get uh, for high school football, especially as we get into October and early November. These September games put a little bit more of a tax on the muscles. Yeah, that seems to be more of a cramp, more of a hydration issue. Um, it doesn't appear to, that the, the trainer, Dave Crow, is on the field. Seems to be members of the coaching staff, uh, which is certainly a good sign. And that's Jared Walls coming off the field now. So now, I mean, that's two key defensive players that are not going to be out there for this fourth and short. Yep. Uh, Anthony Piscopo, a senior, and Jared Walls, a senior. And uh, to our marginal cost economics question, fourth and one is a go. Is a go. They will bring two tight ends and have three men in the backfield. And, and I would think Udinsky will keep it. Instead, they'll hand it off to West. He's able to get through to about the two-yard line. Nearly sprung his way all the way to the end zone. Pretty much was crawling his way there. Stayed very low to the ground and got himself the first. Yeah, he went right through the hole. It was He slithered through the hole, but there was enough of a hole for him to get through. Now they look to cut this game to a five-point game that they'll likely attempt a two-point conversion to try to cut it to three. They're about a yard and a half away. Once again, it'll be West in the backfield. Two fullbacks in the backfield as well. They'll hand it off tackle. Get some in. push, and he's in. He gets past the goal line. Here comes the signal. It's a touchdown. Nyfees West gets his way into the end zone. It is 17 to 12. And expect a lot of those guys to stay out there on the field as they attempt to go for two and cut it to a three-point game. We got ourselves a good one here, Chris. Yeah, we have seen North Penn dominate possession here in the second half thus far. LaSalle has not really gotten anything going offensively. You've seen the defense bend but not break, and here's the first straw. Yeah, and this is a big and, and this is a big defensive stand here for the Explorers. Because it keeps it right now it's a two possession game. Um, you know, obviously if North Penn were to be able to convert on the two point play, you know, there's a field goal separating the score. So this is gonna be a you know, it's a big defensive opportunity as well as a big offensive opportunity for North Penn. Now Ostapovich in the backfield, and now they're going to swing it out wide, coming behind. Can he get to the end zone? He cannot, it doesn't look like. He is just short. The conversion is no good. A very creative play call. 
that got about a yard. It, it, and it was Nick Ranello on the stop. I mean, it was, there was a lot going on there. There was a pitch, there was a toss, there was a reverse. Yep. And um, he was just inches short. And, but, I believe, uh, and I believe that was Dion Robinson. Chris, we were talking about him being injured. He's injured once again. It might be that same hammy issue that he came off the field with. And he had some good quickness as he got to the end zone. But you wonder if a little bit of speed there, if he wasn't a little dinged up, could have uh, made the difference. So now we have a five-point advantage for LaSalle. 17-12 with 10-29 remaining in the game. And, of course, at every level of football, but especially high school, where the differentials are so much and the percentages are much lower in this element, special teams do matter. The only reason they were attempting that is because of a botched hold in the first touchdown of the game scored by North Penn as they were going to the right-hand side. So to our right, bad hold led to a missed extra point, and they need to go for two. And really the difference in this game is... is on Matt Savage field goal. That's exactly right. So you haven't, you know, the difference in this game is special teams. Um. Now it'll be North Penn to kick off from the 40-yard line. They will kick from right to left on your radio dial, and it'll be Heaton. Interesting to see the on the on the backside, ready to return. You certainly have to watch for an onside kick. Instead, he'll just kick it short to about the 10-yard line. Caught back there. And it's going, he's got it, he might be gone, he is. No, he, he got it to the 50, he broke one tackle, and that is all she wrote, number 13, Winston Eubanks. He gets his second touchdown of the night, one of them the offensive variety, and this of the special teams variety. How about that, an answer by the Explorers. North he Penn. got two good blocks and he was gone. He was untouched. North Penn, methodical drives. They've had the ball for four-fifths of this half, but LaSalle has scored the same amount of points here on one big play, and they're ready to tack on their seventh and make this a 12-point differential. It's 23-12 right now. Winston Eubanks, the senior wide receiver and kick return specialist, put on a show there. And Winston Eubanks got a lot of playing time last year when Charles Heaton went down. He was not a starter to start the season, and um, he ended up getting a lot of playing time. The extra point is good by Matt Savage, and we have a 24-12. 24-12 contest, indeed. 10-16 to play in the fourth quarter, and the Explorers continue, continue to capitalize on special teams' mistakes and coverage miscues. And in this case, Winston Eubanks just running past everybody. And it was a good kick. He kicked it deep, but he kicked it right to Winston Eubanks. They set up some blocks. He made, There were two good ones, and after that, he didn't need anything because he outran that coverage. He did. There was one opportunity at about the 50-yard line. The kicking, kick, kick return uh, specialist Eubanks did an incredible job beat the punter there as well. Really ran right up his lane, and it's a tough angle for us here, Chris, because we're not sitting behind the goalpost. Nobody is here at Crawford Stadium. Nor were we on that side, so we could have seen a little better if we were on that but side, But he I think. didn't look to leave his lane at all. He pretty no. much ran north-south, and, and at that point, you have to question the special teams of North Penn there. I mean, what are you, what are you taught since you're young and special teams is just stay in your lane, don't necessarily deviate from that to go make a tackle, stay in your lane and do your job. 
and you'll play some team special teams. That did not happen there, and LaSalle capitalizes on that. They now have a 12-point lead with 10 minutes to play. Matt Savage has made all of his extra points. He has the 33-yard field goal. Um, he'll be kicking off again. So deep for North Penn is Justice Henley and Justin Ostapovich. Savage with the kick. Pretty short. Fielded at the 10-yard line and bobbled. He's able to pick it back up, make his way up towards the 18-yard line. He does not get back to the 20. And LaSalle plays some pretty good special teams defense uh, themselves there. But not a good drop there, Chris. Now, Ostapovich did not field that ball well. Picked it up. Did did take it a little bit, but Isaiah Jones was right on him. Made the stop. And now, and now Ostapovich is down. Yeah, he has been banged up all game. This is the third time he's been down. You wonder if that's a cramp. He looks to be trying to get up on his own. Unable to do so. And they will call out a trainer. We'll take this opportunity to say that we still do not have a correct answer to our trivia question. We'll give you we'll give you five more minutes of game time. So well, I think this is a tough one. People have to think through this one. They it, do. I mean, realistically, I can think of three in the last five years, but it's going to be how go. many go before that? Mm -hmm. um, Certainly. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good that's a good little hint. Yeah, I mean, for you. I, I'm not sure I'm giving away the store there, but you certainly have to think well. How many are before Paterno? And that, I, I think that's tough. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to know the answer. Yep. So the question once again: Penn State and Temple are playing tomorrow. The last time that Temple has beaten Penn State, that was the year 1941. How many full-time head coaches, not interim? How many full-time, full-fledged? They have the title head coaches. Has Penn State had? since the year 1941, including the current guy and including the guy that was coaching in 1941. Give us a shout on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports, for your chance to win. Again, you have five minutes of game time. Good luck. All right, we're back to play here. 10 minutes and 10 seconds left in the, the fourth quarter. First and 10 for North Penn. West in motion. Now Udinski takes the snap. Throws it over the middle, and that will be a flag, flag almost yeah. certainly. It comes from the back judge. Pulled down over the middle was number 84, Keith Earl, and that will be pass interference on the Explorers. Yeah, Jared Walls, I, I'm not sure what he was doing there, but he literally pulled down uh, the receiver and immediately drew a flag from the referees. And passing interference, no mystery, is indeed the call. It wasn't a particularly well-thrown ball. I'm not sure he would have caught that ball. Sure. Um, now, the one thing Earl does have is size. He's 6'5". I'm sure I should say 6'2", but still very, very big for a tight end. Uh, well, he's bigger than Jared department. Walls, yes. Yeah, 235 as well. So that, that's where the size comes from. But And he certainly got open, but the ball wasn't there. Walls pulled him down for... No really good reason. Three wide receiver set. A little bit of confusion from Rinella, but he gets back to the outside. And now Udinsky goes down in the backfield. Three explorers there converge. And they get the sack. 
Yeah, um, Anthony Piscopo went in there and just pulled down Udinsky. Matt McDermott as well. It'll be second and 14, and that was a loud sack here within the stadium. The three guys, like you said, McDermott there, Piscopo there as well, they converged, and Udinsky went down hard. 9.31 to play, clock rolling. Three wide receivers set, two out wide, and a running back in the backfield. To the outside, back shoulder to Ricky Johns, able to get down low and make the play. That's a nearly impossible play to defend, especially with a well-thrown ball like that. No, that was, the, the throw was good and the route was good because he had Ranella fake. Ranella was all over him, and I don't think he thought he was going to roll back. Back shoulder play, very, very effective. It's third and two now from the 42. We roll under nine minutes to play in the game. Certainly not time to panic or rush, but they need to start moving the ball, do the Knights. The third down run from West, he'll get enough up past the 45-yard line. He needed the 43. A run of five will give West and the Knights a first down. Yeah, Corbin Mell on the, on the tackle. 8.43 to play as we restart the clock after the resetting of the chains. Knights still in their own territory, but pushing towards midfield. They'll start this set of downs from the 45-yard line. Handoff to West, one cut inside. He'll get about a yard. A lot of traffic up the middle from the Explorers, and you can't blame this defensive line. In fact, you give them a lot of credit. North Penn and Reese Udinsky has not given you enough reason to respect the deep ball or respect anything on the outside. They're loading up their linebackers in the middle and making West beat them, which is, is very difficult. He's got a ton of talent, but Knife East West can only do so much. And the Explorer line, the, the Explorer defensive line is big. Vincenzo Belusi on the stop there. We mentioned before, Chris, the average size of the line lineman for the Explorers on defense is 20 pounds heavier than the North Penn offensive line. Now Udinsky will roll. He will run past the line of scrimmage up to the 50-yard line, and we're going to get a now we're going to get face a face mask, mask or a horse collar. Now, I think they're going to call a face mask. Actually, they're not going to signal it up here in high school football, but the coaching staff for the Explorers is really not happy because I do not believe that was grabbed by the face mask. They had a much better view than we did, but it will be a personal foul. And we'll bring the Knights well into the Explorer territory. Probably will be at about the 31-yard line, all told. Yeah, that was Jared Walls on the face mask. Both Walls, Chris, and the coaching staff of the Explorers very, very irate after that play, and they were right in front of it as well. And that, the referee that called it was well behind the play, may not have had the best angle at it. No, and, 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 and even if it, you know, even if regardless, it wasn't necessary. They had him stopped. He had nowhere to go. I agree, and I think that's something you'll look at in film session. 7.29 to play, clock rolling. Flag will be, uh, will be thrown, it'll be a false start on North Penn, so you can erase five yards of that extra 15 that was earned on the face mask penalty. And you can see with the way that the Explorers are playing defensively, they are really, they're, they're, they know Udinsky's gonna have to throw the ball. Uh, 7.28 left in this game, he needs two scores. 7.23 to play. In the shotgun, three wide receivers set. 
five-step drop. Now he sneaks up front, but he cannot get through the defense of LaSalle. It's another sack. That's a five-yard loss, and they'll be at about the 45-yard line. And that's Jimmy Morrissey on the sack. Morrissey dragged him down in the backfield. That's, that's, a, that's a big loss. Second down and 20 now, under seven minutes to play, and this is probably the set of downs for North Penn at this point in the game. They need to get 20 yards, they need to convert, and time is running out. Three wide receiver set, two here on the near side. He'll roll out, throw it out wide, and it goes through the hands of number 23 for North Penn. Yeah, it's Seamus Henley. Yeah. Unable to come up with that. That was going to be probably a 15-yard play after all that. And, uh, yeah, Nicholas Dillon drop. was wide open there, and it just dropped the ball. 6.36 to play. 24-12, third down and 20. Reese Udinski has thrown a couple good balls here recently. They just have been unable to be converted. Up to the line come the Knights. Udinski checks the defense, nudges his slot receiver more in towards the lineman and takes the snap. Three-step drop. Initially has some happy feet, now just tosses it up in the middle of nowhere, tips straight up in the air, and intercepted by the Explorers. Yeah, Trayvon McNeil with the interception. The interception comes at about the 15-yard line, and the Explorers will take over with 6.25 to play. That is the third ball tonight, Chris, that Nick Rinella has knocked straight up into the air once it dropped harmlessly, once it dropped into the hands of the North Penn wide receiver, Ricky Johns. And now this time, Trey McNeil is the recipient of the timely punch by Nick Rinella and the Explorers will take over at the 15-yard line. Yeah, Udinski really threw that ball up. There was a receiver nearby. Rinella was right in front of it, knocked the ball up. McNeil was right there. Fo actually followed the ball for a good three, four seconds in the air, pulled it down. Explorers will take over uh, on the 15-yard line. Now, North Penn certainly did not want to turn that over, but that does make it seem like a punt. I mean, you're back deep in your own territory if you're LaSalle right now, but possession is very important. One man in motion, now up the middle, and a great move. All the way out to the 35-yard line, Sire Madden, what a move. Yeah, Sire Madden on it. Huge game, and came close to breaking that. There was only one defender between him and the end zone, and I thought he was gonna get by him. And you know what's unbelievable about that, Chris, is that was one brilliant move away from being a one-yard gain to a one-yard loss. But Madden makes that one move in the backfield as North Penn got some penetration, and then he was off to the races. A huge gain from Madden, about 17 yards. His first move and his ability to hit the hole is really extraordinary, and that's why he's been able to have the, you know, the success he's had tonight. Winston Eubanks out wide. They'll send it off to Heaton. Heaton was coming across. A flag will come in. That might be a hold on the I gotta the think that's a hold on the Explorers. But they lost six on the play. Would not be surprised if North Penn declines this penalty. They've tried this a couple times, that little shovel-ish as he's coming across, the little pitch in front. They ran it earlier with Isaiah Jones. This time with Heaton, it wasn't very successful. They're gonna, it is, it's holding and they're gonna decline it. Under six minutes to play. Second and 16, approximately, we'll say. 
from the 32-yard line. They need to get up. I'm sorry, I should say the 26-yard line. They need to get up to the 42. They'll go out into a three-wide receiver set. Eubanks out wide on this side. Heaton out wide on the far side. It'll be Rennell in motion. Madden to the inside, wrapped up after about a three-yard gain. Yeah, brought down right across the 30-yard line. The clock running. No timeouts remaining for North Penn. They cannot stop the clock. Which is at just under five minutes and 30 seconds. A two-possession game, and not only a two-possession game, they need two touchdowns. If it were an 11-point game, certainly you could go for two and then kick a field goal. But the Knights will need two touchdowns in under five minutes to play in order to capture a victory here in the opening game of the season. LaSalle in no hurry whatsoever. Chris Ferguson, we really haven't seen too much from him in this half. In spots, he's been good. But it's been the Cy Madden show. And in fact, we haven't even seen a ton of Cy Madden in this half. It's been a lot of LaSalle defense bending but not breaking. It's really been the Winston Eubanks show. Uh, I would agree with that. Two touchdowns for Eubanks today, one for Madden. I'd like to say it's Winston Eubanks coming out party, but... Uh, now Nick Rinella gets the screen pass, makes a one-handed play, gets up towards the 40, to the 41. He's still not down yet, and now he's going to be down because of a lack of forward progress, but he was lying on top of two Knights yeah. as he got to the 40-yard line, just a yard shy of yeah. the first down marker. Explorers ate some clock. We have just... Just about four minutes to play here in the fourth quarter. And about and 20 more seconds before they have to punt it, so right. it'll be about 3.50 by the time this punt is, is let go. They got it out to the 40-yard line. And now we've hit the four mark. Whistles blow as he lets the punt go, but it was called initially before the snap was made. A false start will back up the Explorers five yards to their own 35-yard line. Exactly 3.59 to go. Still no guesses on our, uh, our trivia question, we, huh? We actually, no, we, we've had guesses. We've had incorrect guesses, however. Oh, okay. Now, we do have a, an answer that we will, um, we will discuss after. Does someone have the number right? We'll see. We're going to okay. let them punt this ball. We're going to build a little bit of suspense. But uh, I do have a feeling that someone's going to go home with some LaSalle gear here tonight. They will reset the lines after the false start penalty. Once again, it'll be Ray, Ra Mike Rasick to punt the ball. He's had a nice night punting. And now an illegal substitution call will be called against North Penn. And that gives them a That'll first, be a first down. down. Wow. So that is, that. I mean, that's a game changer. That, that probably in all likelihood will end this game. You're going to see a dose of Cy Madden, and until they stop him, I think you'll keep it on the ground and keep it in bounds. That's something you don't see very often, but they called it. Well, seems as good a time as anything. We were waiting for the punt. The punt never happened. We do have a winner here, Chris. At KK Franconia, that's Kevin Koch. K-O-C-H, hope I'm saying that correctly. The answer is six. There have been six Penn State coaches since Temple last beat them in 1941. And just for good measure, Kevin throws in a hashtag Hail LaSalle. All right. So well, Kevin, certainly the three in the last five years. That's exactly right. And um, Rip Engel before Paterno. Yep. Um, yeah. But I, the, the one before that, I, 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 
So, Kevin, you're going to get in touch. Well, we will stay in touch with you, I guess I should say. Yeah, and we'll get you out something. And we will get you um, some merchandise. Thanks for playing the City Year Philadelphia trivia question of the night. City Year. Ranello on the carry. And uh, we're just going to eat some clock here for a while. 3.37 yeah, to play. Yeah, 3.37 to play between Ranella, Madden. Taking their time. Ferguson in no rush. They will huddle up. Three eighteen. Now they break the huddle. Now a timeout will be called by LaSalle. So Chris, an opening effort here for the Explorers. Have to say, all in all, very impressive. Well, you know what we had. Uh, we we talked about at the start of this broadcast that uh, there was a history of coming out parties for Explorer quarterbacks. Certainly no different than tonight. Uh, Chris Ferguson gets his first start. Um, as a LaSalle quarterback, he does very good. I, I, I'm not sure that he had quite the effort or quite the result that, um, that, that his predecessors did, um, but it was a great game on the part of uh, on Ferguson. Um, I think we have to look at that, that you know, our, our, our player of the game or our performance of the game, I think it has to go to Winston Eubanks. Yep, um, I completely agree. I mean, a, someone last year that got limited playing time as a junior, basically filled in when Charles Heating got hurt, made some nice catches, um, had Kyle Shermer throwing him the ball, but he um, started out in the first quarter with a great catch over the middle, kind of set the tone, made a great touchdown catch at, uh, right before halftime, or at halftime, and then the, obviously the kickoff return. 311 to play, back on the field are the Explorers. And now ball is dropped. He was in the shotgun, the snap came very low. He does the very prudent thing to just fall on the football. At the very least, you get another 25 seconds off the clock, which is all the Explorers want at this point. So we do have, Chris, for our uh, very eager audience, and for you, I know you're asking as well, the first coach, the last coach that uh, Penn State had when they lost to Temple was Bob Higgins. He coached from 1930 to 1948. And then Joe Bedank coached in 1941. Then, yes, you mentioned Rip Bangley, coached from 1950 to 1965. Certainly Joe Paterno from 1966 to 2011. That's the one everybody knows. And then Bill O'Brien, followed by the current head coach, James Franklin. Thanks, everybody, for playing. Now, Rinelli. He goes down, and they're going to have a flag, but he has a first down and more. He cut it inside. Ranella cut it inside, cut it back outside then when he saw the daylight. Yeah, but I think past. they're going to get Charles Heaton on a hold. Now, I don't know that that's going to pull it back because he was well past the first down. I think we'll probably have them with about third and three to go because, yes, the hold was downfield. And now a little bit of back and forth. That's Eubanks mixing it up with number 32 for North Penn, Nick Vasker. Vasker, we haven't heard a lot from today. He's been on the defensive line and was expected to be a speedy guy off the edge. Um, just haven't seen as much from him as you would have liked. Two twenty-one to play. They will back them up. Eh, not a bad guess, Chris. Looks like we got third and one. Third and one. Thought it would be about third and three, but that came far downfield enough that uh, still in a very good position to convert here with under two twenty to play. Clock is still running after the penalty. Ferguson 
gets the play from Coach Steinmetz and comes out onto the field. They'll break the huddle, walk towards the line of scrimmage and set up in the pistol formation. It'll be Madden right behind Ferguson. Trainer in motion. And looks like it will be offside called against North Penn. That will give LaSalle a first game, and uh, first down, I should say, and would put this game on ice. Yeah, this game will be over at this point. At this point, Ferguson can take a knee. So the hard count gets the Knights, and uh, a tough night for the Knights. They played some decent football here tonight. A couple big plays for the Explorers was the difference, the halftime Hail Mary that Eubanks was able to catch, and then certainly the special teams miscue and the very impressive one by Eubanks after the very long drive to get North Penn seemingly back into the game. That immediate answer was the difference. Ticking now under 120 to play. Still in the shotgun, two wide receivers out wide, and this will be a false start. Madden yeah, that'll be a false start. Carry, but yeah, that was a jump. The Explorers jumped there. Two of the guys on the offensive line jumped. Looks like Jimmy Morrissey, perhaps. 116 to play. It's all academic at this point. Penalties up, penalties back. A first down for the Explorers, no timeouts for North Penn, and a ticking clock with 70 seconds to play. This Explorer team will wrap up its first game of the year with a victory. Two men in the backfield, Chris Ferguson. Waits for the play clock to run down. Hands off to Madden. Breaks to the outside. Now cuts up. Able to use his own momentum and the momentum of Earl, who was pushing him forward to get about five yards. Under 40 seconds to play. Likely just need to run one more play. Twenty-one seconds to play. Ball not even set yet. <laughs> Official throwing one off the field. Now we'll set another one. Victory formation. Ferguson takes two steps back, takes the knee, and Chris Ferguson, in his first game as a starter for the Los Alex Explorers, has taken this team seemingly on the road. It was a home game, but on the road, unfamiliar territory, and gives the LaSalle Explorers a nice win to start the season. Eubanks was huge. Madden, a healthy dose of him. And Ferguson, like we said, we may be seeing the next big-time LaSalle quarterback in the making, Chris. No, you had um, certainly a coming-out party for a number of LaSalle players. It was great. To, I mean, Cy Madden, we had certainly got a lot of pre-game um, pre hype on, and he lived up to it. The junior transfer from uh, Springside Chestnut Hill um, was able to hit the hole, gain some solid yards, kept the ball moving. Chris Ferguson played well, hit Winston Eubanks on two big plays. Uh, Nick Ranella played solid on the defensive end of the ball, as did uh, Matt McDermott and a few other explorers. And they're going to leave Crawford Stadium with a win. It's not an easy place to win. 
It's absolutely true. On the other side, Knife East West had a huge day for North Penn. Got almost all the carries. There were a few injuries on the running back side outside of West, so he really had to take a big, big dose and did a great, great job. I, I think we saw West and a guy that we'll be hearing from, though not seeing on a week-to-week -week basis, a guy that will be very good throughout the season. But if you're Coach Steinmetz, a big win for this team. Next week against Pensbury and certainly DeMatha two weeks from now. Nothing to look forward to, but a great start for this team. And this is a very difficult schedule. You have, I mean, we're going to follow off with one of the perennial powerhouses in District 1 in Pensbury, then head down to, um, to Landover, Maryland to play DeMatha. You'll have McDonough, a McDonough team from outside Baltimore. That was a very difficult uh, win for the Explorers last year. Um, and then, um, then you'll take all, you'll you'll begin that Catholic League schedule. But right before you have that, you'll have Malvern Prep, which is a much improved team from last year. They'll be playing them at Upper Dublin uh, on the Friday night um, before the Pope comes. A little yes. change in the schedule to That's accommodate exactly right. uh, the Pontiff. And it's now time to pick our Elmark Signs and Graphics Player of the Game here. And Nobody else but Winston Eubanks. Two touchdowns for him, one at the closing moments of the first half, and then right after a scoring drive by North Penn, takes the kickoff return back for a touchdown to give the Explorers a two-touchdown lead. What a game for Winston Eubanks. He's your Elmark Signs and Graphics player of the game. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your place for custom signs and design. And now Chris, the LaSalle Explorers over there, singing the alma mater after every game as they do, win or lose, a tradition. We talked about some traditions. That's one that's going to stay coach to coach. Absolutely. And uh, as soon as that game's over, those, those players come, remove their helmet, go in front of the pep band, and that alma mater's been played for years. And uh, it's, as I said, it's one of those time and honor traditions that the school has. 24 to 12, your final. LaSalle beats North Penn at Crawford Stadium at North Penn High School. I want to thank our spotter here tonight. I want to thank my co-host, Chris Carabello, and my color guy. I am Bob Long signing off. We'll see you guys next week, 7 o'clock p.m., Pensbury High School at Plymouth White Marsh, LaSalle's home game. We will see you there next week. This is Bob Long Sports Coverage of LaSalle College High School Football.